This is Tony Berluti. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Right now. Yo, Jay, hit it. Let's go. This beat is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's tricky. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time It's tricky. It's tricky. 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 It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time It's This little girly, her hair was kinda curly. Went to her house and bust her out. I had to leave real early. These girls are really sleazy. All they just say is please me. Or spend some time and rock a rhyme. I said it's not that easy. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right, on time it's tricky. How is it, It's tricky, tricky, tricky. It's tricky to rock around. What up, guys? Episode 79 of the Moto X Pod Show is brought to you courtesy of Shock Socks, the original and number one 10 second removable fork seal protector. No one likes replacing leaky fork seals, so ask your local motorcycle shop or dealership about Shock Socks and how to get yourself set up with a pair. BurnMotorsports.com, but check your local dealer for details. You can also find them on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at Shock Socks Berm, and of course, Facebook uh, Shock Socks. If you're looking for a new set of MX graphics, you need to get with Char at MX Girl Designs. Guys, that's G-U-R-L. MX Girl Designs specializes in vintage and modern MX graphics. She can do pretty much any custom idea you can think of and do it at a great price. Contact Charlene at char at mxgirl.com. Again, C-H-A-R at mxgurl.com. Follow her on Instagram. It's at uh, mxgirl. Tell her Moto X Pod Show sent you. When riding dirt bikes, protection is key. All Sport Dynamics wrist braces are the helmet of your wrist. Top riders like Weston Pike, Adam Cincerillo, Joey Savacci, Austin Forkner, Alex Ray, and many more, as well as many Major League Baseball players, NFL players, pro bull riders, all trust All Sport Dynamics. Visit motocrosswristbrace.com for info. Follow them on Instagram at wristbraceguy. And or email Jamie over here, our guy Darkside, darksidemx3 at aol.com. Jamie can get you personally set up with, with whatever you need, and he reps for them. And uh, he, he got me set up with mine. He got TJ set up with his, and he'll get you. He actually got Austin Forkner or, or helped get Forkner set up with his. So uh, I believe he can help you as well. I'm claiming A-Ray too. You claiming A-Ray as well? Yeah. Good deal. Yeah, good good job on A-Ray on the, getting on the factory bike. That'll be, yeah, be that, fun to that watch. That would be too. That was you too. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm. I'm taking that. Uh, Dark Side, the uh, agent to the stars over here. You need to get a, an endorsement deal. Contact uh, DarksideMX3AOL.com and he'll he'll use his various different contacts to get you set up. Five Star Roofing of Texas. They do residential, commercial jobs, and uh, and do a great job at it. Whether you're looking for composite or metal roofs, fences, custom patios, pergolas, or even metal buildings, Chad Mayo and Five Star Roofing of Texas can get you set up. They even offer a moto discount, so mention that. They're also a proud sponsor of Privateer, Supercross motocross racer John Short. Follow them on Instagram at 5starroofingoftexas.com. Guys, spell it out, F-I-V-E, Star Roofing of Texas. And uh, same thing on Facebook, or go to www.5starroofingoftexas.com. Again, you have to spell out the word five. Give Chad a call, 214-402-8565. Tell him you heard about it on the Moto X Pod Show. 
Last but certainly not least, the Moto X Pod Show is also brought to you courtesy of Mad Jack Synthetics. Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics is an independent dealer of Amsoil Synthetic Oils. They are riders, racers, and just all-around fans of dirt bikes. Dane supports Moto and is a uh, leader in the oil technology. Contact Mad Jack Synthetics at 805-531-9551 or at madjackdiesel.shopamsoil.com. Follow him on Facebook at Dane Amsoil Guy or on Instagram at Dane underscore Evans 393. And as always, tell him the Moto X Pod Show sent you. Guys, Muscle Mark back in the house. Been out a few weeks. Here with Darkside. What up, man? What's up? Episode 79. 79, dude. 79. Good show tonight. We got uh, Davey Coombs. Davey Coombs. Yeah, you know, only. head of MX Sports and Racer X. We have Derek Dwyer, mechanic to Jason. Jason. Uh, Jeremy Martin and formerly uh, Christian Craig. We have Elizabeth Hooker. She is a uh, female rider that I've become friends with on Instagram, and she has been nominated for Makeup to Mud for next year. Awesome. And then we're going to wrap up with Alex Martin. A Martin. Oh, oh, yeah. We got. And, uh, and Jason Walling, who is. Um, Troy Design sales rep. Yep. He's helping, he's helping promote a big pro purse race that we've got coming up that. Um, our buddies Chad Mayo and Brian Hicks are also involved with. It's called the uh, Independence Day Pro Cup at Nakona. We'll be talking about that later on this evening. Um, big pro purses, like I said, a bunch of prizes, giveaways, stuff. That's going to be cool. Yeah, for sure. That'll be good for uh, for the guys not not uh, out racing outdoors, looking for money races to hit. Yeah. You know, during their off seasons, you know, you got that. There'll be some other good ones. Pro Challenge always is every fall. Yep. yep. So there'll be a good bunch of these these to go to, and you can add one more to the list with this one. It'll be a good yeah, one, Yeah, it should be cool. It's first annual, and that's, I know it's something that I talked to Chad about. He wants to grow it and have it, have it be something like the Pro Challenge that, you know, 15 years from now. They're still doing Still it. going and yep. maybe bigger, you know, bigger and better, but yeah. Yeah, give, give it a chance. I think uh, Nakona MX Park is, is an awesome track. Located out basically between Gainesville and Wichita Falls, kind of yeah. out in that area. So uh, if you live in Oklahoma, if you live in Abilene, if you live in Wichita Falls, if you live in DFW, it's not that far of a haul from you. So give those guys a shot. I hear the dirt is amazing there. Yeah, I've never been, but I'm looking forward to it. Well, I'm ready to go too, man. It's, I'm glad they uh, resurrected that track. It was it was gone for a few years. A previous owner, I guess, passed away. And uh, But uh, it's good. Always need more tracks. So the more of them pop up, the better, in my opinion. Yep, yep. Yeah, before we uh, start talking about the national Hangtown race one, yeah, let's uh, again, guys. You know we have our Patreon account uh, right now. We've got a fair amount of Patreon uh, subscribers, people that are donating money, basically helping us out. They're um, you know pays for shirts, stickers, mm-hmm. uh, whether server it's a, costs, whether it's a dollar or a hundred. We appreciate you all. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate all of the people that are already contributing. I'm working on some pretty cool things, I think, and we're going to have some special uh, content, some uh, Patreon-only interviews coming up. So, yeah, check out patreon.com. Search out Moto X-Pod if you uh, feel the need to or the want to support us a little bit. We appreciate it because right now I've got my press credentials for Tennessee, Millville, and Ironman. So mm-hmm. those are races that I, as of right now, I'm going to. Takes money though, you know. A lot of that's coming out of our own pocket, and we're willing to do that. But I actually, guys... might be off for Iron Man. I might go with you. Cool, yeah. yeah. But um, you know, if you guys help out with that, it really makes it easier for us to you know get to these races and get some content and uh, give that back to you guys. But anyway, 
And also, I know we've talked about the helmet giveaway. I have the Fly F2 Carbon. I dropped that off with Kirk Hunter at Extreme Colors last week, and that thing is in the process of getting done. So you guys be looking for uh, how we're going to give that away soon. And we're going to give a set of grips away tonight. I've got another set of Pro Taper grips to give away. Sweet. And we're also doing our Amsoil giveaway, thanks to Dane Evans. That's tonight, uh, and that's going to be a two-stroke giveaway this time. And we'll tell you guys about how how we're going to give that away after the first break, probably. I tell you what, my van is due for an oil change, so I just uh, I hit Dana up over a text message, and uh, I got oil in route to my got house. Got your stuff now. coming? Yep. I need to do that soon, too. Well, let's talk about Hangtown, man. What would you think? Hey, you want to get TJ on the phone for that? Or yeah, you let's get, go ahead and get TJ right, on the get phone. let's get TJ on the phone. I think so. it was uh, – the track was so weird this year. In what way? Well, it's just different. What do you think about it? Uh, eh? <laughs> you know, no, it was all right. I mean, it, it it's challenging, technical, technical, rough. Yeah, I mean, it's outdoor motocross. It is what it is. I think it was they fine. Didn't, though. They didn't. Apparently, they didn't disc it near as deep as normal, which yeah. it looked that way. Some of the jumps on that track just puzzled me. Like it's just some weird stuff. But under the fly one fifty thing going away, I like what they did with that. Those uphill whoops are really cool. So. Dude, I did like that. I actually mentioned that last night on Pult when I called in. Cause I, uh, well, I want to talk to Davey about this, so I'll, I won't talk about it right now. But I, I thought it was a good change, yeah. for sure. No, I like that one, too, for sure. All right. Well, get, get Sorry, Tom. I'm, te- I'm texting. Davey Coombs was asking Tom. So, anyway. So, yeah, we'll just do this stuff live. It's uh, Hey, we're not we're not super professional here. No, no, <laughs> not, not professional. Hey, since I'm uh, like part-time on the show now, can I win some pro taper grips? Uh, probably not. <laughs> well, hey, you can't blame me for trying, right? <laughs> You guys will get me like a whole once a month now. Sorry, but I'm sure I'm sure that doesn't bother a lot of you. But you know, whatever. I don't know, man. They, I got the phone turned down. Let's see, unprofessional. Hello, Thomas. Hey, There's Thomas. TJ. What's up, guys? Hey, man. We're uh, we're recording and we're talking about Hangtown. So we thought we would get you involved a little bit. I'm glad you did because I've been in a group message, a couple of them that we've had, and, and um, y'all are all crazy. Hey, you know what? I, I I've already give talked, Taff his respect. I've son. already talked to you longer than I want. See you later, man. Bye. <laughs> hey, but seriously, <laughs> no, what's up? Great, great job. But guys, we've got like I'm just jumping right into this. Okay, I'm sure y'all talked about it already. Nope. But you've got what five guys that are out? Major guys, not just like not even counting Insignap and those guys that that would have been training and ready. You're talking about Bogle, Grant, Sealy, Webb, uh, Wilson. Yeah, I, I mean, mean that that pushes that push. Uh, don't get me wrong; it's still a great ride for Taft, but that pushes Taft to twentieth. No, uh-uh. I don't. I don't agree with that. You, I still think maybe. I still get, think maybe he's top twenty somewhere, like probably top fifteen ish. But even even getting it, getting a tenth, regardless of who's there in. This so you say Taft would have beat Bogle? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, just straight up, both of them healthy? No way. No way he beats Grant or Seeley or Webb or Wilson. He's a great rider, sure. I mean, I get your point, but... The 450 class is just so weak. And that Roxon getting an 11th overall, he wouldn't have got points in that second moto if the other guys would have been there. (laughs) This is a sad, sad, sad 450 class. Man, I thought the racing was great. I don't care who who was where. Way to think positive, TJ. Way to be positive about it. Yeah, like... (laughs) I mean, the fact that Roxon put a fight up for a little bit was cool. And then, you know, I mean, there was... You know, Eli and Marvin yeah. bumping in the half pipe. That was there was good racing. There was some good. There was some good racing. Well, that's that's what's I, important. But I mean, like, and those guys. I just I think the whole like Taft doing that. I I, I think maybe would have been pushed a little. Like if it was giving like, like okay, you did a good job, man. You know what I'm saying? But if 
the, the main competitors weren't there. So Masterful did a good job, but the guys weren't there. Um, do you think a guy who has never raced a 450 Pro class should be able to get top 15 that he's not even on his own dime? You know what I'm saying? Like like, like Jake Masterful, the kid's awesome. I talked to him a bunch. He's like one of the nicest kids ever. This is going to be a good year for those amateur, not amateur, but the, but the rookies and the guys coming yeah. in to be, be able to use these results. But uh, I don't know. Hey, just remember uh, back but, to 2010, nobody saw Kyle Regal coming either. Everybody knew he was a good rider, but nobody knew he was going to podium an outdoor national on a privateer bike, and that's with right. it, and you know, that's with everybody there, minus James Stewart. But, I mean, so what, you know? Right. But, uh, well, <laughs> As far as 450 goes, uh, it's going to be a good year, I think, of racing because I think that a lot of those guys that are going to be battling for that top 10 positions aren't going to be people we know, and they're going to be going for it because it's going to really look good on a resume for I think the top 10 are all factory bikes, more or less. I mean, except for... Um, yeah, except for Taft. Except for Taft. But to, 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 to just go... Here's my thing. It's not where he placed so much. is that he went and bought the bike the Tuesday prior set the sag on it, got a pipe Thursday, got an ignition Friday, put some yeah. handlebars on it Friday, and really probably didn't have just a ton of time on it and went out there and killed it. Like, most guys in that position, well, i got to get used to the bike. My settings weren't right, and they got 25th, you know? Like, he still went out there and killed hey, it regardless, you know? That's a, that's a great way to look at it because a guy went out there and sent it. No, you're right, yeah. though. It would have put him back a few spots had there been more guys there, yes, but – now he knows what it's like to be up there. And, and I've seen Taft right here, you know, at the Pro Challenge and stuff, and I don't know what the deal is in the 250 class. He's good, though, man. That guy's le- a, yeah. a legit talent. So I would look for, for better stuff to come of him. And, every, and, you know, it's outdoor motocross. I can remember several years back when Derek Anderson was just – a Colorado guy was racing, and he was getting ninths in motos on a privateer Cowie. Like, it just happens. Some guys yeah. are just better at outdoors. You well, know? once Taft gets – once Taft gets a suspension that uh, you know, for, so for Glenn Helen, hell, he may be even better. He you know, will need. I will know what to expect. I will say he probably will need yeah. it for Glenn Helen. You yeah. know, I think I think this year is going to like. I think it's going to produce another Weston Pike because Weston was good, but he had a year where guys were getting hurt and made him really shine. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's on a factory bike. You know. Uh, well, pretty much factory bike with JGR and um, and then yeah. we're riding with. Okay, okay. Well, and so I I think we I think we're going to see maybe A Ray come out and um, really shine because he's you know what I mean. Well, I'll say this about A Ray: he sends it. So like <laughs> the guy puts himself in a position to be there. Now whether he, whether he stays upright in that position yeah. is a different story. But I'll give a guy that that tries hard every time, just goes balls out, and, you know. Alex, all, all kinds of dudes. Alex said he had to tune the bike down so he doesn't loop it out. <laughs> those Yamahas are. I can imagine how fast those damn factory yeah, Yamahas pretty, are. Jeez, he was pretty funny last night on pole. So, but, yeah, I, I haven't I haven't got through it. I just started listening a couple hours ago. Well, I will say but, this: you can use uh, Taft's results to uh, to back it down with your son. Be like, hey, well, Taft had stock suspension, and look what he did. You know, yeah. like you're good. I'm done buying all these expensive parts, <laughs> and I, you know, I mean, all this stuff. Because look, the kid just at, at the pro level basically just had a pipe and ignition. And at the amateur level, Doc should be able to handle it with just bone stock bikes. Well, As a matter I'll, of fact, I'm thinking fair. about buying like. The 150F and just put them on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this. The guys that show up 
with as little uh, stuff that you know that just that make something happen out of nothing like that are the real talents of the sport, and that's what's so impressive to me about Bradley Taft. It's not so much where he finished. Yeah, I mean that's impressive too. Yeah, there's guys out. We know he probably wouldn't be quite as upfront, but hey, to me, you t- he took the best what he had and made the best what he could with it. So. You know, yeah. I, I think there's something to learn there. I know I've heard stories of Kyle Regal in his amateur days, of of his of his uh, you know stepfather Mark not letting him have all the best stuff and just yeah. making him earn it. You know, and and look yeah. how good of a rider he became. I mean, well, right. Switching gears from the 450, but sort of along the same lines. What do you think? Like J Mart looked really good at Hangtown. I mean, he wasn't as good as Osborne, but he's been training at altitude on that 250. So when he comes down to these other tracks, it probably seems like a rocket ship, you know. So it's kind of almost like mm-hmm. not having a factory bike. Mm-hmm. I expect him to get way better. Oh, I, I oh think, yeah, get through the first round. Cause remember yeah. last year what happened to him? Hey, two two is solid, right? Like I'm picking Jeremy to win Glenn Helen. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Jeremy to win Glenn Helen as well. You know, you do y'all think? Do y'all think that he could just outright? I mean, without a like full mistake crash or whatever outright beat Osborne? He has before. Uh, yeah, cert- at yeah, he certain abso- tracks. He absolutely sure. can, yeah. Now, he won't do it I every week, but Osborne's not going to okay. beat him every week either. Yeah, I'm not going to say he's going to beat him every week, but I, I definitely think he's fast enough on it on a given weekend to just be better than Zach. You sure. will see uh you will see Plessinger uh start doing better. Alex Martin too. I think you'll it was oh, yeah. his first race back in a while. You'll yeah. see him win some motos as well. He admitted that he was A-Mart. really ner- Amart admitted he was really nervous and uh even though he's had more time to prep because he hasn't been riding supercross, he said that it was still like being a um like a coming out of retirement because it just he wasn't used to the intensity. He hasn't been racing. I tell you what, Jamie and I went to Lakewood last year and we got to watch Alex win a moto and dude, yeah. he spanked those guys. Spanked yeah. them. Like I think I think he's gonna be consistently up there in the battle. And um and I they talked about it before, but or at least, at least they talked about it for about a second on the pulp show. But what's up with Savaji? Uh, you know, you can't ever tell. The first round's always a little weird. Anyway. Yeah, he's up and down. He's liable to come out and win the next three yeah. in a row. He might you know? win Glenn Hill in yeah. like 20 seconds. I mean, he he uh won, he won Colorado. He won three or two or three last year, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah. I mean, like, you just can't ever tell, man. A lot of times these guys are just trying to get out of the first round healthy. Like, you know, J-Mart DNF'd mm-hmm. a moto at Hangtown last year. So, he was, was already – Hangtown or – I no, it was Hangtown. Okay. He crashed it. He crashed at Glen Helen, but okay. uh, okay. was winning that moto. And was probably going to run away with it too. But what? So, so Darkside, I know you got inside track. Have you heard anything about what's going on with Glen Helen? Are they going to change the track? I, I don't have any inside stuff? stuff. I just saw what Davey Coombs posted on social media, but we're going to ask him about it here in about five minutes. Oh, Davey's coming on. Yeah, yeah he's, he's Davey, our first huh? guest tonight. Oh well, the heck, man! You're gonna have the answer right there. Yeah, it's in my notes. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be. Davey's all, and I love the fact that he's so upfront and answers everything. He doesn't even and and like even gets on there and straightens the bytons out on vital in that. I love uh, it. Right, I love right, anybody right. who does that. So that's awesome. <laughs> so anyway, we got to wrap this up with you, TJ, so we can get Davey on the line here in a minute. But um, yeah. So hey, we appreciate you answering, and you'll be in studio next week. Next week, you know, hopefully, I'm hoping to be home this weekend and maybe even get to ride a dirt bike at a racetrack. Let's yeah, do that. Amazing. That'd be that'd be fun. I'm, I'm going to ride somewhere. All right, guys. Later. So, hey, before we go, though, I know I, we need to get off here, but um, do you want to go ahead and tell people who you get to talk to next Tuesday night on the show? Uh, 
I don't know if I could contain it. Like, I mean, I just, I just trying to block it out so I can focus on my job oh, because we actually got supposedly, I think maybe just playing my emotions, Baggett's coming back on, and I'm actually going to be in studio this time. Well, yeah, he was supposed so, to be on tonight, but I pushed it. But, but he heard I wasn't here. No, so that's, that's why not how he would have came on. If he would have came on tonight, if that was the yeah. case. <laughs> I, That's yeah. exactly what it is. He heard I wasn't in studio, and he's waiting to get to talk to me again. All right, so we got to go. Excited. See you. Later, TJ. Bye, guys. Bye. Have a great night. Thomas J. Smith. Now what now? Oh, that was it. I was just – I guess we need to go ahead and go into our first – Yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, – guys, go ahead and take a Transition. quick break and uh, come back with the one and only Davey Coombs. Guys, welcome back. We're gonna go ahead and get to our first guest of the evening, the uh, the the man and uh, and editor in chief at uh, am I right about that? At Racer X. He's a, he's just the man. He's just the man, Racer right? X, I was trying MX to figure Sports. out trying to figure out a proper title for historian. you, historian. Yeah, motocross historian, uh, MX Sports, uh, the man over there. And uh, well, we'll just get to it. We'll just get right to it. Davy Coombs, what's up, Davy? Uh, just working, uh, trying to get Glenn Helen going, and uh, I appreciate the, uh, the kind introduction. I'm, I just want to get a pit pass when I was a kid. <laughs> Kept trying. <laughs> well, yeah, you've done a good job with that, and uh, it's you carry so many titles and wear so many hats. I just don't know what to say introducing you, man, honestly. <laughs> like, I should you probably just need well, to I, say Davey Coombs, and that's good enough, right? I, I, uh, I was lucky enough to start a, a newspaper, turn into a magazine, and then um, my dad and mom were uh, pretty smart promoters and built some things up before my dad passed. And, uh, someone had to take over, and that was me and my sister. And uh, we're, we're we're just trying to keep it all going. And, and uh, we grew up in the sport, and we want our kids to grow up in the sport. So um, yeah, absolutely. It's not it's not it's not real hard to to go work at the races every weekend because uh, <laughs> we live in we live in West Virginia. We could be mining coal. 
So <laughs> going to Glen Helen's pretty good gig. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and you just mentioned before we started that you were you're leaving Glen Helen as we speak. So let's get right into it. I mean, round one is down. Um, I guess my first question I want to ask is we've kind of seen on social media that there were some obstacles at Glen Helen that um, maybe you didn't think were right for the racing. And um, I think a lot of the riders felt that way. How have those issues been worked out? Uh, we're working on them. And, and what happened was, you know, every year um, Glen Helen you know, built a, a pretty challenging track. Uh, we always come to uh, the middle ground on, these things because sometimes when you're building something, you're not really thinking about how it's going to play 25 minutes into a 450 national moto. Right. Uh, when it's rough, it's tired, crowded. Um, and, you know, they, they, they build things and then we go massage them. And uh, we got some guys coming out on Thursday morning to ride and give us a little bit of feedback. But, uh, you know, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, it's like, uh, Everything can, you know, a suggestion, a debate, but, but ultimately rider safety is priority number one. Right. And I think anyone who watched, anyone who watched Hangtown saw that. We took the Fly 150 jump out, and uh, we had a, a, a really good, compelling, and safe race, zero transports. And um, that's our goal this weekend, too. And um, we just need to, you know, come up with some challenging, competitive safe obstacles and, and, and get these guys off to the next race. Yeah, I really, really like the uphill whoop section that took place at that Fly 150 jump. I think that that was more challenging probably technique-wise than a huge booter. And, you know, I, look, we, we love watching the guys do big jumps and big whips, but when it comes down to it, it, it almost anybody can hit a big jump when the track's nice and prep. But if you put something in that's a little more challenging but also safer – I think it makes for better racing, personally. I don't need to see a guy well, jump 200 we, feet. Well, we, 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 we've had enough Supercross for the year. Right. Uh, you know, it's time to focus on doing a little more uh, natural outdoor racing. And, and we'll get there. But, you know, I just I, – I flew back. Um, I didn't hear the press conference, believe it or not. I didn't know any of that was going on. I was still, uh, you know, working on some other stuff. I had no idea that, that, that this video had surfaced. Uh, and, and, you know, in Glen Helen's behalf, the, the, the jump was being worked on. It was, it was not completed. They were still on dirt. They're still doing stuff, but it really got everyone, you know, sort of excited and, and, yeah. and concerned. And, uh, so I flew, uh, Sunday or yeah, Sunday morning from Sacramento to Ontario. I was with Blake Baggett. I was with the Coster on the plane. Mitch Payton was on the plane. And uh, they all voiced their concerns. And, I mean, I got in the rental car and drove straight to Glen Helen. Yeah. And uh, said, said, yeah, uh, this needs tweaked. This needs fixed. So today I met with Jody, and we're going to tweak it and, and, and get things to where everyone's comfortable and uh, have a good race on Saturday. And, um, but yeah, I've, I've not seen it at a time when something went viral quite like that. <laughs> and, and so many riders were, were chiming in. Uh but I, 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 I see their concerns. You know, we, we've got one rider riding for Red Bull KTM right now. We've got one rider in the Kawasaki tent. We've got one rider at Honda. Uh, there was a lot of injuries this year. Yeah. Um, and we, we need to really smooth things out this summer um, and, and listen to the riders and listen to the teams because, you know, 
someone tweaks an ankle, that team stays home. And that's not good for anyone. No, they, no, they, they've, invest, they've invested too much money. These athletes have invested too much time. The fans, you know, that come out to the races, they want to see good racing. They don't. They don't. They don't want to see Nitro Circus. And right. um, it's my my responsibility to make sure they get that. Well, and I I called into the Pulp Show last night because th- this was a topic obviously on on Pulp. You know, everybody was asking about it, and I was curious. And they didn't. He and JT did not have an answer. But if you go to Glen Helen, you know, Monday or Sunday evening or today or whatever, and and talk to Jody and say, "Hey, this change, this really needs to be changed." What happens if Glen Helen and Jody say, "Well, we're not changing it"? I we we well, first of all we 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 disagreed many many times, but I get along really well with Jody. I respect what he's trying to do. Jody wasn't driving the tractor; uh, someone else was. They just built it too big. We'll get it down to where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, sometimes it's again, you know, you, you pile the dirt up, you see what the limitations are, and you, you go from there. And uh, Jody, Glenn Helen, we will always come to uh, a happy medium because they want to have uh, the biggest race they possibly can have just like we do. And, and, and that starts with having all the athletes out there healthy, comfortable, and give them something to not only show off their skills, but, but um, you know, get on to the next race as well. So uh, we'll get there. there there's, 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 there's nothing... It's ever going to come down to uh, we're going to, you know, no, the answer is no. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll compromise. Right. No okay. one wants to see no one see Ellen get hurt. No one wants to see anyone uncomfortable. Uh, what, what people saw on that online video was an unfinished section of jumps. It'll Understood. On, it'll be finished on Thursday afternoon. Right. And, um, and, and, and then if, we need, if it needs more tweaks after press day Friday, We'll make more tweaks. Uh, the, the, I have a voice. Jody has a voice. Glenn Allen has a voice. But the voices on the starting gate are the loudest ones. And those are the people we listen to first. That's, that's the way it should be. Well, I think in this day and age with social media as well, like it's so crazy how fast information gets out there and, and how easily it can, be, can create a misunderstanding. Like you said, that jump wasn't finished. Somebody probably shouldn't have been taking pictures of it, but they said, "Oh, hey, that looks yeah." Unsafe. That, that, that I, and I, I expressed, I expressed that uh, concern uh, to Glenn Allen. Said, "If it wasn't finished, you shouldn't have posted it, because it turned the press conference at Hangtown instead of people reflecting on you know a fantastic opening round to the 2018 Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship that turned into a uh, you know, hey." Something's got to change. Something's got to change. It, it, it shouldn't have been about jumps at the next track. It should have been about results of the, the race at hand. I agree. And uh, and, and that's, that, that, that's unfortunate. But, you know, it was a pretty bitching video to see Dylan Merriman, you know, launch a hundred and however many foot booter that was. That's not going to happen in a race. It, no. it's, it's, going, it's going to be turned down. Right. Well, I'll say this, though. Do you think, and I've kind of noticed this, 
it, it, maybe a positive can come from from something like this because it seems like the culture is shifting and changing a little bit to where people are a little more self-aware. They're more conscious of safety and things. They don't just say, well, I'm a dirt bike racer. I'm supposed to do this regardless. They're like, well, maybe that's not such a good idea. Let's keep everybody healthy. I think that's kind of a positive, although maybe the way it happened was not. But, hey, I mean. Well, I, 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 I got to say, they, they take safety very seriously at Glen Helen. Every national promoter takes safety very serious. Um, but, you know, there's, there's, there's a weird thing happening right now, and I don't know if it's the, 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 the bikes. I don't know if it's the, the way that the power is delivered. Uh, but, but we've had a, a, a tough run of injuries. And, and um, you know, to start put a motocross out, you know, with, with, with so many guys on the sidelines because they're injured from, you know, practicing or racing uh, in the previous series, that's not good. But, but no, you know, it's, it's, it's our job to make sure we minimize it as best we can. And every promoter's like that, whether you're, you're Glen Helen, Hangtown, Redbud, Unadilla, we, nobody builds something thinking, you know, that, that um, you know, and not not regarding safety, I, right. think, I should say, but 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 you know the the the, the jumps were you know the dirt was brought in, jumps were built up. Uh, we'll find the right balance, and we'll find it on Thursday. Hey, now, David, you mentioned that you know we've had enough Supercross. Supercross is now over. You know, over the years, especially listen to Pulp and the media stuff, it, it seems like there's a little bit of bad blood sometimes between Feld and Supercross and MX Sports and the Nationals. Yeah. But maybe on their side more than anything, it's like Weege and GL do a really, really good job of saying, hey, you know, you guys talked about a lot during the TV coverage. You know, uh, Osborne just won the Supercross championship and – they they talk about the Supercross championship, but I don't really feel like it goes the other way very well. Do you feel like that's the I, case that, at all? I we get along really well. Good. With Feld. I've been, been a media partner with Feld for a very long time. You have to remember, Supercross happens before motocross. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to talk about. You know, it'd, it'd be nice if they listed, you know, mentioned Zach Osborne's a two fifty motocross. Exactly. I'm sure, they did many, many times. Uh, over over the year, but but they you know it, it's hard to talk about a series coming up whenever you're trying to complete the series you're in. So I take no umbrage uh, or feel no disrespect for Feld in that they don't talk about motocross that much. Uh, but then when we get to motocross, you got to remember we just finished Supercross, True. and there is a lot to talk about. You know you you know when 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 Eli and Marvin were battling in that second moto, <laughs> I mean. You you got to think about what happened in in in, in Foxborough and bring that up and yeah I, you know we've never we've never once told our TV folks uh, what to talk about and what not to talk about that's just two race loving smart talkative bench racers uh, you know doing what you and I are doing just talking about racing dirt bikes doesn't matter if it's indoors or outdoors so no there is there's no bad blood. Um, you know, we, we, we get along, you know, we, we share the same teams, we share the same fans, we right. share the same media. Uh, we just don't overlap the series at the request of the teams. And, and um, we're very happy with the 12 races we have. And, um, you know, there'll be 17 Supercross races moving forward, just as there's, a, there's always been. So it's all good. Good, good. Well, and I'll say this, uh, from, from having to obtain a, a credential from – 
MX Sports and from Feld. Uh, you, you get treated with the same kindness, the same welcoming, the same open, uh, you know, red carpet type stuff on both sides. So I think uh, I think both are very well represented and, and work very well together. Well, we 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 have to because, and I and I appreciate that too. I, I'll I'll let the our media folks uh, know, but um, you have to remember we're, we're we're all in this together. You know, Supercross is the downtown show. They're the icebreaker. They're the right. ones that get new new fans to to check it out. They're what we watch during the winter. They're what our athletes all you know aspire to be a Supercross champion. And then motocross is what we do in the summer. And this is where the industry sells those motorcycles to those new people because you, you don't get a lot of opportunities to go race your dirt bike in the stadium. I mean, they are expanding amateur supercross, which is wonderful. But at the same time, the dirt's only going to be in Anaheim. Or not Anaheim. It's there a couple times. But dirt's only going to be at uh, you know Jerry's World for one weekend. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. You're going to go ride your dirt bike. You're going to go to a motocross track. So we work together and, and, and we co-exist together, but we have different products. We have different uh, series. We have we have different venues, and, and it works really well like that. But I, I think we have a happy medium right now of you know the amount of nationals, the amount of Supercross races, the fact that Supercross ends, uh, you know, the overlapping that used to take place back in the day had to have been maddening for the mechanics, the riders, <laughs> right, the media. So. And uh, it, it all works really well now. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, when you watched Hangdown, you saw a great big crowd and you saw a, a really good event. And, and that bodes well for, for how we're starting this series. And uh, I think you'll see a great big crowd at Glen Helen this weekend, too. Um, you know, we, 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 we just take it race by race as promoters and, I, and, and, the, and the riders do, too. But, um whether you're Feld or whether you're MX Sports or whether you're the Dirt Diggers or you're, you're Glen Helen, you're just trying to improve every time you do one of these. And uh, we have our work cut out for us because Hangtown was a really excellent opening round. It really was. I'll say this. The racing at Hangtown w- was phenomenal this year. Now, of course, we had, you know, b- both motos were swept by the same person, but – they didn't get it. They didn't start there, and they didn't just blow everybody out. I mean, Tomac kind of <laughs> Tomac made it look easy, but the 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 parts leading up to that were still very interesting. There's some drama there, you know, fall in one moto, come back, drop his lap times three or four seconds, and I think it was 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 as good as could be expected, right? Yeah, well, I think that first of all, and I, I watched those races really closely. The two best riders won the moto. Yep. yep. Uh, Doc Osborne rode a, a, a really good race in that he was he was picking excellent lines. He was going into um, the, 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 the turns through the braking bumps faster than I think Eli was. It seemed like, uh, you know, it was just, it was something to behold. I mean, Zach is at the top of his game, and, and Eli made some mistakes, and I could tell he was being a little cautious because he's thrown – as we all know, a couple championships away with with really you know unfortunate, unnecessary mistakes. I think you're going to see a, a much more pragmatic Eli now. I, I think that losing the last two Supercross championships with unforced errors on his own, uh, I think you'll see him ride with a little more reservation. But man, can he ride a dirt bike? And, yes, and the rougher, the better for him. He, and I I thought it was really cool that Marvin 
uh, went over and shook hands with every member of that Kawasaki team up on the podium uh, when, when they got you know Eli's bike up there. He was really, really courteous and knew that he'd been beaten, knew that he got had to go back to the, the drawing board, and uh, so did Jeremy Martin in the 250 class. So right. I, I see those those four guys as the main guys, and they finished right where I thought they would finish. And and, and um, right now, I just think Eli's got the edge on Marvin, and I think that uh, uh, Zach's got the the edge on Jeremy, and uh, I think. Roxon's going to have to race himself back into shape, and he knows that. And um, yeah, it. it uh, fortunately, everyone is still in this championship. Like I said, no one got hurt, uh, and, and um, it, it. It was. It was a good way to start the series. But yeah, Mar- or Eli and uh, and Zach. They're going to be tough to beat. Well, I'll say this: we've not seen the the last uh, of Marvin or Jeremy. They're they're definitely going to win races this summer. They usually do, and I think for to get out of Hangtown, to get to get no DNFs, to have your points in order, I think both of them respectively are where they need to be. Because uh, let's face it, it's racing. Things you know, we've seen Eli make mistakes. We've seen Zach make mistakes. It happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, more so Eli in that, but. Uh, you know, I still think it went as good as it could have been, and we don't we didn't have anybody on the ground, and it was some really good racing. Yeah, it 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 uh, you could tell that that that, that Zach came kind of loaded for bear, and, uh, and and that Honda that Jeremy was on uh, was also very impressive. But again, the race craft that I saw Zach have with some of the lines he was picking. Um, he, he just he he rode a better track, and, right. and uh, I I know that that you know Jeremy can hold his head up high because he was close, but um, yeah, you're right. He'll rally and, and he'll 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 have his races as well. But um, yeah, those those guys were definitely a little bit above everyone else, just the way Marvin and Eli were in the in the, the 450 class. And you know, I think Jason Anderson's going to be up there. But it's like when Jeremy won his first Supercross title and. In, in 93, there, there's a little bit of sort of a transition slash hangover that <laughs> yeah. happens. That you're, you're, you're focused on nailing that championship down and don't really worry about outdoors. And, and um, you know, because it went to the last round like that, I think I think uh, Jason is starting a little later uh, than, than Eli and, and, and Marvin have, and he'll be up there as well in no time, I'm sure. Absolutely. Hey, so Davey, there's been some really cool things that you guys have added in the last couple of years. Um, one of them being the, the 125 All-Star Race, and the other being one of my favorite things is the NBC Sports Gold app. Now, I don't know how much you had to do with that, but I think those are two things that are that the fans love. They're two, two very separate things, but they're two really cool improvements. You want to talk about either one of those? Yeah, you know, the, you know the, first of all, the, the 125 race, you know, we, we've always had sort of, you know, a third class here or there, whether it was the WMX, whether it was the uh, the CRF 150 race or the Vets and Legends. And, you know, I think this is the 11th year or so, maybe, maybe I don't know. Glenn Allen's been going to two-stroke race for a while. But when Joey Lancaster and the folks up at Washougal started doing their 125 Green race, it really kind of hit a nerve with uh, a lot of people. And, you know, we've all been doing 125 races. We all grew up on 125s, but it really sort of brought it into uh, focus of, of what the potential could be. And the way the timing worked out to have a four or five, you know, sort of 
all-star slash exhibition race, um, we asked the promoters what they wanted to do, and and uh, six of them said they wanted to have 125 races. So we kind of put it together. It's not really a series. Uh, we're going to have one big final race at Ironman in Indiana and uh, you know, kind of see where it goes, but it, it's, 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 it's been fun. I mean, it was the fact that Bill Poto showed up and raced was just, just it was a really cool deal. And um, I, I, I sent him a text afterwards and said, man, I just thank you for showing up like that. It was really cool to see him on an AMA track for the first time since 2013. And, and he told me he had a blast and he was all smiles afterwards that that kid who beat him is going to be a star one day. Yeah. And, yeah, that and, kid's uh, good. It, yeah, it was, it was, it was a really fun thing. Um, as far as, uh, the NBC sports gold app goes that I had zero to do with. I just know that the, the Olympics, uh, taught NBC that, you know, People want to see things when they want to see things. Yeah. And a lot of people won't go online because they have work or whatever. And, and, and they said, you know, what if we put the Nationals there? You know, and I was like, as long as it's still on TV, sure. But what if, what we found out was that, you know, more and more people are, you know, picking TV sort of a la carte. You know, Absolutely. You want Netflix or Hulu or whatever. It, it, it meant that the hardcore motocross fans, you know, for $55 can see every moto commercial free whenever they want. And, uh, that's, that's it. That's a sweet deal oh, uh, yeah. you know, to have it on your computer or plug it, you know, main, uh, wire your TV into it. And, um, so, uh, it was NBC learning the lessons of the Olympics, bringing it over to, to, uh, to our series. And, and I think everyone's happier for it. And, and, uh, I know that I subscribe, so I can I can kind of feel what's going on with the end user, and I know that uh, uh, I have been 100% satisfied with it so far. I've not watched Hangtown yet, but uh, I got nothing to do tomorrow night, and that's probably <laughs> what I'm going to do. Well, I'll say this that that uh, and I was stubborn about getting it, but I'm really glad I did, and it works in the end. It's better for me because I don't I'm when I go to work, I'm gone for two straight weeks and uh, no TV access, you know, oil field in Texas, we're, we're out in remote locations. So having that app, I don't have to wait until I get home to catch up on my stuff. Right. I can watch it on my phone. If I have internet at, you know, wherever we stay and it works. I mean, I think it's a, it's a grand idea and it really helps. Uh, I mean, it can only better the sport in my opinion. Well, the funny thing is that you can get it in Canada <laughs> right. and that's huge, yep. Yep. huge because, I don't know what in the world the problem is between getting TV shows back and forth across the Canadian border, but I think that Canada has some strict rules about things that have to be sort of done at home. Uh, you know, whether you know, they, they do that to sort of protect Canadian industry, Canadian yeah. entertainment, Canadian, Canadian sports. Well, anyway, it was always hard to get the nationals on TV in Canada, but you can get them online in Canada and it, cut down the angry letters that we got by like 80 percent you know because canadian uh uh fans want they want to see the nationals and they couldn't for the longest time and then also you know another improvement is map tv i know not everyone gets it but now they're high depth and, and and that's made the viewing experience a lot better so i think everything you know like i said earlier when, when i talked about the racetracks we all try to improve everything we do Every time we do it, and 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 having NBC Sports app, having Map TV, the high depth, 
having 125 races like the the OG Dream Race up in Washougal, uh, it's it's those are those are good improvements, and uh, we're going to keep thinking uh, caps on and keep coming up with stuff and. And if you guys have any ideas, let me know. Yeah, um, I'll say this about my TV provider. We don't get MAV TV. So we called to see before I bought the app to see if we could add it. And they said that is one of the most number one requested uh, channels to get. And uh, that they don't still don't have it at this time. But they said that's number one on the list of people requesting it. So maybe yeah. it comes to all of them at one point, makes it even that much more accessible you know, to viewers. Well, I think that I think that we as a society are all making, you know, we we, we like you were talking about how it seemed like this this went viral and suddenly everyone had a voice and all the riders were commenting on on say you know the big jumps and whatnot. I I, I get that the world's a smaller place because of iPhones, computers, getting hooked up online, and there are so many TV channels that that, that people don't really want all those channels anymore. So they're starting to pick and choose, you know, the shows they want because you, you just can't consume all of the great programming that's out there. And and um, well, with with motocross now to have the ability to watch all forty eight motos, that's that to me that's worth fifty five dollars. Heck, I oh, pay yeah. more than more than a hundred dollars to watch all the MXGP. Yeah, you know, that's, <laughs> exactly. that's even pricier. But 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 they do a really good job. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, my my. My TV spending uh, or, or, or uh, pay-per-view moto spending is about $160 this year. Uh, <laughs> I, that's 20 bucks to go to a movie. It's like seeing eight movies. Right, you know? right. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a, that well, bad of a deal. It's a bargain. Yeah, that's a bargain. Yeah, I was literally texting Mark you know, here Saturday morning before, before uh, quali- I think actually when qualifying started, we have a group text with our, our guys on our show. And I was like, yeah, I'm watching qualifying right now. And Mark said, man, I just don't want to spend the money right now. And I said, man, it literally breaks down to like a dollar twenty-five per moto. I showed that to my wife though. I was like, look, I'm not gonna be able to watch this. And I said, this is how it breaks down per moto. She's like, oh, you should get that. I'm yeah. like, done. <laughs> and it's done. all in HD. The biggest complaint that I hear about the coverage of of the nationals is that Mav TV doesn't show the races in HD. Well, the apps in HD all the time. No commercials. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mav TV is HD now. Well, I guess I, I didn't watch it this weekend, but I know Daniel Blair was talking about it, and they said they couldn't. They were doing a podcast while the race was on, you know, and just talking about it. And they they couldn't make out who was who until the second motos when it was on NBC. So maybe um, maybe their I, HD I, just maybe, wasn't maybe, as clear. No, whatever it is, I, I I I like I said, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I do know Matt, Matt TV's in high definition. Okay, now. maybe I need to. Maybe I need to call Daniel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should. Find out, what cha- find out what channel he's watching on. Say, he's probably you know, got a janky that. TV. It's probably just he's cheap and bought a cheap TV. <laughs> no, well, well it, it, no matter. I, I do know that, that, that uh, the difference between watching a race and high def and not high def, yeah, I'd be complaining too. Right, right. Well, hey, let's change subjects just a little bit. I've got a, a few more questions, and I know you probably want to get back on the road. Um so MX of Nations is at Redbud this year. Um, how excited are you for that? And you know, having Hurlings come over again and getting a little rematch between him and Eli. Hopefully, Eli. Uh, I, I, you know, you know what's funny is everyone forgets that one week later Eli beat Hurlings in the first moto of Jacksonville uh, at the MXGP just to That's sort true. Of get even. But then he was like, you know what? My, um, he practically went on vacation in between motos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm over it. Um, 
no, I, I, I think it's going to be fantastic. I, 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 I'm sure that, that uh, all the top Americans and also all the top European riders based in America all want to participate. They all want to ride for their home countries. Um, I think it's going to be the biggest motocross race ever. And I know that Ustream has already told us that the, their, their pre-ticket sales at this point are 25% better than they were for Majora in wow. 2016, which was the biggest uh, one they ever had. So they're they're thrilled. I know Amy and Tim up at Redbud are thrilled with the the, the way everything's going. Um, it uh, it's going to be huge. I'm very glad that we were able to, to, to help uh, get Youthstream and and Redbud together, and we're going to take all of our assets up to help as best we can and uh, try and you know put on a good show. Not only for American motocross, but for global motocross. Absolutely. If, you, if, if you've never been to a destination before, it's, it's it's a wonderful, crazy, fun event. Yeah. And 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 and, and, and that's whether you come to one in America or go to one in Europe. And uh, a lot of people from Europe have long waited the chance to come to America to see what Red Bud's like, and uh, they finally get to do it this year. So the place is going to be packed and. We need to send our best riders if we're going to beat their best riders. Agreed. Well, I went. Guys getting fast. Yeah, I was able to to go to Colorado in 2010, and you are right. There is nothing like that. That was that's an experience I'll never forget. It stands out in my mind of all the races I've been to over the years. Like that one, if I go back and reflect on any of them, that one comes up first. And it was it was amazing. And I plan on being at the being there this year too. Yeah, I've never been to one, but I will be uh, applying for our media credentials as soon as I hear that it's open. <laughs> <laughs> But I think there's going to be a big line. So uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, and, and and we're thinking about we've got this thing planned uh, to do um, sort of a, a a stage in the campground that's going to have sort of revolving shows, so to speak. Yeah. So maybe if you guys come, we can get you uh, to do an hour. You know, Saturday an hour on Sunday uh, when when bikes are on the track. Because I I'm going to ask. You know the, the boys down at DMXS if they want to come. You yeah. know, Mathis and Weege will be there, and uh, just kind of make it like a, a revolving stage for for the people that uh, you know do what you guys hey. do, which is you know keep motocross fans informed when racing isn't happening. We are in. Uh, Sign us up. Yeah. We're in. <laughs> so hey, I, I know you got. I got a couple more questions. I know you probably want to get back on the road. Um, I've got a listener question um, that I'm going to read to you real quick. Um, at MXNut23 says, your sign jousting on Instagram is sweet. What inspired that? Do you purposely drive the back roads to find those killer shots? I actually had that in my notes right. to ask you, too, and then this he this guy asked it, so I want to give him the credit for it. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate Thanks for following my sign jousting on, uh, online. I, I, I've always loved motel and gas station design, art, you know, some people like old Chevron, old Texaco signs, things like that. I just, I just always liked it. But I, I, I grew up in a van driving to the races where my mom and dad were either racing or working or taking us to the races or taking us to work. And we always played these games where it was like slug bug, you know, if you saw a Volkswagen, yeah, yeah. whoever saw an 18 wheeler first yep. and, and we would do, we would do motels. Okay. And, and if it if it began if it began with an M, 
you got points if you get an H, you got less points, you know, and and I just it reminds me of driving in the van with my parents. And um and as as I started a family, you know, I have two kids and they don't talk to me a lot when they're in the car. They're looking <laughs> at their devices yeah, and tablets. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah, I just started looking around at signs, and 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 then suddenly this new medium called Instagram and Facebook comes along, and like, hey, I think I'll share my corny signs on my you know, at DC Racer X, and and I, I get a lot of people that have been enjoying that. So uh, I'll be honest with you, I left the track, I got on Old Route 66, which becomes uh, which goes right down through San Bernardino. And now out towards Ontario and found like 10 signs that I've never seen before that I'll populate uh, for the rest of the week here. So That's awesome. You'll, 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 you'll be seeing my stuff in between, in between uh, preparing the track at Glen Helen. You might find an old figure skating rink or exotic <laughs> dancers yeah. sign. And I'm, I'm literally sitting under Shakey's Pizza sign. And as soon as I hang up, I'll post that. All right, right on. Well, I guess my last question then, like I have so many, but we're just out of time. I know, um, how much, like, did you realize what gold you struck when you hired Weege? Uh, no, I didn't realize I had actually hired Weege. <laughs> this, this is a true story. Okay. I was on, I was on DMXS radio. I may have had a couple beers before I was on. All right. I may have been at, like at the Atlanta Supercross and was on DMXS radio. And this kid calls Jason from New Jersey. And, uh, and he's just like, I'm like, Oh man, I just you know, love what you guys do. And would love to work there someday. You know? And, and, uh, apparently I said, yeah, when you graduate, come on over. Not thinking that when he graduated, he would come on over <laughs> to Morgantown, West Virginia with, uh, a, I think he had a Volkswagen rabbit loaded to the brim with clothes and stuff and was there for the job. And, uh, fortunately we did need someone at that time to do marketing and media for the ATV motocross series. And my sister's like, okay, we'll have you, do this <laughs> and no one knew that he could announce no yeah. one knew that, that he could write no one knew that that he he was sort of a swiss army life knife of of media that would come our way which uh you know there we were barely on the internet at that time right there were no cell phones there was no facebook there was no instagram there was no twitter and um but he could write a pre- press release he could uh he never really took photos but he he, he he did the worst jobs that you could have knowing that right next door was Racer X Illustrated, which was this groundbreaking new magazine that was having more fun than they were allowed to be, which is where he wanted to be, uh, and he worked his way into it. So I hired Jason without understanding that I hired Jason, <laughs> and he just showed up and went to work and blew our minds with, with how good he was, and now, yes, I know that that, that that he's he's not worth his weight in gold. He's worth my weight in gold. He, he's he's really good. Yes, and, he uh, is. We're forced, forced he's good to at have him around. Yeah, yeah, he's good at everything he does, whether it be the TV, his articles, the new exhaust pods, that, saving money. Yeah, saving money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. You definitely. Yeah. You got a. You got a. Uh, 
a gold standard employee right there. And, and man, he, I love hearing him every week and he's one of my favorite people in the industry now. So. Yeah. Well, he, he and Grant are a great team. Yep. And, and you know, that, that I will say that, that my idea whenever we took over the motocross series was to no offense to Ralph and Jeff, who I'm very good friends with. I mean, Jeff was in my wedding. Uh, you know, they do a fantastic job, but after listening to them, for you know five months and you know all those supercross races it's nice to hear something different and 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 right when that happened they moved to fox sports and fox sports said that they didn't want um to have them doing other network stops so we had to find a new team and wygan had been waiting in the wings yeah and i was like well i've got the guy uh <laughs> but then but then um when it was time to fill jeff's role as a color guy, uh, Kevin Windham had just retired. And I, I said, Kevin, this is the gig for you, man. And he said, eh, you know, I've been traveling for 20 years. I, he was like, I, I'm, I'm not really ready to, to, to commit to something like that. And I'm like, I warn you, these jobs don't come around very often. Ask Denny Stevenson, ask Jason again, ask, ask anyone who's, Cameron Steele, anyone's had it. You know, it's a, it's a great job. But I, but I totally respect it. He, he was burned out. He was tired. So my sister said, okay, then let me pick my guy. And I was like, well, who's your guy? And she goes, well, I don't know if you ever heard Grant Langston do live race announcing. And I was like, well, of course I have. I was like, but gee, I like, how will he be on TV? Uh, home run. And, and Carrie Joe's right. So my sister gets credit for for pointing NBC uh, to GL's direction, saying get Grant Langston, and and I think that that we now have two excellent teams, one for Supercross and one for Motocross, and obviously I'm I'm very fond of our guys. Absolutely, hey Davey, I know you got to get going, man. I I really I could talk to you all night with all the stuff I want to ask you, but we <laughs> we are honored you gave us some time. I know how busy you are. Oh no worries. Hey, any any time if anything happens, something big happens, guest balls out, whatever. Yeah, uh, I'm always available. And and uh, to the guy who called about this or wrote in about the sign jousting, I'm not going to do Shakey's Pizza because I'm looking down the road. <laughs> the sun's perfectly on this ice rink sign. That oh, nice. Be falling apart. And uh, I will post that as soon as I hang up. Perfect. Awesome. Perfect. Look, well, look forward to seeing yeah. it. Yeah, and I'm gonna hit you up when I get. I'm gonna, like I said, I'll be at Tennessee. That's gonna be the first one I'll make, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to. I want to meet you, so hopefully you'll have a minute. We could say hi. Hey, uh, no worries, no worries at all. Are you guys on Instagram with the show? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll tag you, and I'll tag right. you uh, once we're done recording. Yeah, but what is which? What, what's the? Where do people go at? At Moto X Pod Show, all one word. Got it. Okay. I'll tag you guys with this ice ring sign. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, Thank Davey. You. All right. I'll see you guys, and, and uh, thanks for the bench race. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good night, Davey. All right. Bye. Bye. The one and only Davey Coombs. Always yeah. a good interview. Yeah, and like I didn't even get to probably half my questions. I had like three more listener questions, but we're we're actually three minutes late. Well, as soon as they Derek came up on. with the sign jousting thing, I was like, all right, I could talk about this for a good thirty <laughs> yeah. minutes myself. Yeah. But you want to go so, ahead and get him on the phone? Yeah, we need to. We'll we'll go to a commercial break and be back with Derek Dwyer. Hey, Kylie, does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses shock socks. 
the original and number one 10 second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and you need an amazing deal on a residential or commercial roofing job, or if you just need a new fence, a custom patio, a pergola, or even a new metal building, Five Star Roofing of Texas is who you need to call. Chad Mayo and his crew will knock it out of the park for you just as easily as JS7 blitzes a set of whoops. He even offers a moto discount and is a proud sponsor of our friend, John Short. Chad is a true moto head and does incredible work, so give Five Star Roofing of Texas a call at 214-402-8565 or check them out at www.5starroofingoftexas.com or on Instagram at 5starroofingoftexas. And that's the word five, F-I-V-E. So check them out, call Chad Mayo, and get a great deal. Tell them Moto X-Pod sent you. Darkside here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com, and that's mxgirl, G-U-R-L, and tell her Moto X-Pod sent you. You got the one snowman on me, bound and down. Hey guys, Muscle Mark here. I want to introduce you to my friends over at York Welling and Fab. From new construction, truck beds, barbecue grills, and anything else you can come up with, York Welding and Fab has you covered. With deep motocross roots and 20 plus years experience, York Welding and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369 and tell him Moto X Pod sent you. All right, guys, we are back from commercial, and uh, next up is uh, another one of our favorite type of people to talk to. He's a mechanic for Geico Honda. He's wrenching for Jeremy Martin right now, and he's uh, wrenched for Christian Craig and a number of other riders. Mr. Derek Dwyer, what's up, buddy? I don't know a lot. Just uh, on my way home from work, um, we were out doing some testing today. Unfortunately, Jeremy's back in Colorado doing his deal. Yeah. Uh but, you know, went to uh, Bola today with Chase uh, Sexton and RJ Hampshire and just helped them, them guys get up to some more testing in to try to bring us up to the next level with those two. Yeah, how, how difficult is that with Jeremy being so far away where you don't get to work with him during the week? Does that make it difficult to make adjustments? Um, well, you know, pre-outdoor season, like the, the week off, um, we flew a few suspension guys out there and then, you know, did some work out there, um, going into the outdoors in Colorado. So, um, week to week is a, a bit different, you know, I mean, with the new bike and everything, uh, each week's going to be a development type week, much like Supercross was. And, um, you know, like this last week, for instance, we, we learned a lot about the bike and, um, 
what he wanted and what we saw and what, you know, the team as a group decided that we need to shoot for to make it better for Glenn Helen. So we actually got in on Monday morning, did our uh, quick routine, got a prep, and we, we overnighted some um, settings. So he should have should have had it there today, but unfortunately, hopefully it goes good and gives us the feedback. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, now I know you told me that you've only been wrenching for Jeremy for a little while. You, you previously were wrenching for Christian. Um, what, what is one rider more difficult than the other one, maybe more picky than the other. Um, you've been with Christian for a while. What's it like going from one rider to another in the middle of a season? Um, yeah, it's a little bit of a different scenario on this one. Uh, Christian got the honor to go up to the 450 class. Yeah. So, American. So, it's honestly something that he couldn't pass up. And um, and I totally, you know, respected the decision and stuff. And um, so, like, I was kind of just sitting here on the sideline doing my thing, helping the rest of the team. And then uh, the team came to me and said, uh, I think we're going to, move some guys around and, you know, some other opportunities came up in indoors uh, in our shop. And um, so then they transitioned me over to Jeremy for Vegas to get a race under our belt together and then go into the outdoors comfortable with each other. So um, there is a huge difference between Jeremy and Christian. Like the riding styles are 180 away from each other. Yeah. So – you know, you got uh, Jeremy, who's just like a bulldog, and um, he just goes for it, you know. And then you have the uh, Christoph Purcell style that Christian has that's just flawless. So um, learning Jeremy in a two-week span is uh, <laughs> it's been it's been interesting, especially since he's been in Colorado. But um, so far, it's worked out pretty well you know i worked with christian for uh the last two and a half years basically so it's like we have a really good relationship and to start over and try to build another relationship with another rider it's just going to take time sure now derek how um when did all this uh when when did you actually start uh working for riders how long have you been a mechanic in the pits uh well this is actually my 10th season on the motocross supercross circuit so um i all i started back at home just doing uh arena cross stuff with a buddy of mine and uh he had like a little team and <clears throat> i helped those those guys but then i didn't really make it a full effort until uh i got an opportunity to work with mike and jeff alexi uh in california so i moved from michigan to California kind of on a whim just to, you know, give it a, a go. And fortunately, uh, Jeff Alessi took me to what is Moto Concepts or Smart Top now. And, um, so he was kind of my first like full year team guy that I worked for. And that was, you know, 2009. I did work for him a little bit in outdoor series of 2008. So, well, my first season's 09, and that was the first guy I worked with. 
Cool. Yeah, you, you've. Uh, I was kind of doing a little research on you, and it. Uh, you worked for Wonder Warthog for a little while, it said, and then of course Moto Concepts. So I mean, you've had a pretty cool career. Uh, I mean, that for a mechanic, it's got to be like a dream to be doing what you're doing. I would assume. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody wishes they were fast enough or whatever, most talented to go out and actually ride the bike. And right. Hit, but in whole reality, uh, I didn't have that. So, um, <laughs> I was an okay rider, but, um, I just pursued it. You know, I like wrenching on bikes since I was young and stuff. So to go from working for free with Warthog and, you know, sleeping in a car to getting on Komodo Concepts and like, building over the five years that I was there and being noticed by a factory team like Geico. And yeah. When I, it, it's a huge honor to actually land the gig at the, the Geico shop. And, you know, <clears throat> they've actually progressed. We've gotten a bigger shop and, you know, it's like the team's expanding. We got 20 some employees. Wow. You know, and <laughs> so it's crazy, but a lot of times, you know, you go in there and you, it's day to day, you see it every day and sometimes you have to step back and like, man, this is like, this is a dream come true and this is legit doing it. So yeah, absolutely. Well, I think you just laid out kind of the ground, the, what, for what, for people that are aspiring to do this, that they, they, to let them know like what the expectations are, where they're going to start, what they're going to have to do. Like you said, you worked for free for a while. You put your time in, you went from just basically kept, kept escalating, going up levels and levels. And, and you're on the, in one of the premier programs now, but it took you some time to get there. So I think that's admirable and that you were willing to, willing to do that, to sleep in a car and, you know, and work for free. And I mean, that just shows, uh, should show a lot of these, people what it's going to take and how much you really have to want it to get there you know well yeah because we hear you know we all listen to pulp mx mathis was a factory mechanic and we hear people all the time calling what do i have to do and he tells me you know hey i slept on a garage floor you know i i didn't make any money i worked for free and yeah absolutely and a lot of a lot of people aren't willing to do that i wouldn't be willing to do that i mean i like to go to you know eat a steak every once in a while you know so yeah that's you have to be dedicated and it's paid off for you, obviously. I mean, obviously you have to have the talent, the ability to do the job also, but, uh, man, it's very impressive. Like you guys are very underrated. People don't realize what you guys do. And, you know, most people just pay attention to what the riders do. It's a thankless job. Yeah. Kind of like that. We had, we've had one of the track builders on, you know, and those guys aren't thanked very much either. People don't realize there's a lot that goes into the sport of motocross and supercross other than the guys just showing up to race. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's every aspect from, like you said, track builder to uh, the engine guys, the yeah. suspension guys. I mean, Hell, people the book and flights. There. Yeah. And um, there's, like I said, we have like 20, 23, 25 guys. And, you know, we go there, everybody's there, and we're the last ones to leave. Yeah. Um, none, none of the guys that, go to the race on the weekend, leave before the back door is shut and the doors are locked and the truck driver, you know, everybody's got fives or whatever. Um, it's pretty neat, but, um, yeah, there's not enough credit given, but if you're looking for credit, I mean, maybe that's the wrong way to look at it. You just gotta put your head down and do the work. And, uh, at the end of the day, it'll show. Absolutely. 
Yeah, so tell me, you know, you started out working for free at Wonder Warthog, and then, of course, you went to um, Moto Concepts. Now you're at basically what might as well be almost a, a factory team. How different is it? Like, tell everybody how different it is when it comes to needing a part now as compared to at one of the other teams. When you need something, how, you know, how much, what's the difference in trying to get something that you need? Well, <laughs> you know, we have, um, Honda gives us a great budget. So whether we have 10 things on a shelf or 100 things on a shelf, it's, um, it's a lot easier nowadays than it was. Uh, and, and, you know, interviews that I do, I always try to give respect to the guys that are in the back 40, you know, that are the privateers driving mm-hmm. and stuff. Because with, like, those guys, they don't get enough credit. Like, we have the riders. We got the the capabilities of walking in and, and grabbing a new throttle tube or, right. um, you know, having new tires every time we ride and stuff like that. So, like, for us, it's... Um, it's a lot easier and you got to give the credit to the other guys that don't get that opportunity and are doing the same work as us. Um, they're just making it work and, you know, week to week and, and whatever. But, you know, like going from 2017 to say 2018 for a factory team, um, it, it was a lot different for us because 2017 we had, multiple years of parts and multiple motorcycles and, and, um, you know, resources of that one particular motorcycle. So going into 18, it was kind of like reboot, restart all over again. And, uh, you know, then it was like, okay, this is, this is exactly the thing. Like we had one test bike for four riders and, (sighs) you know, we had no throttle tables and, and, and parts for it. So it was like, Dude, this is cool. You know, this is a challenge. It's not an easy situation, and we made everybody made the best of it. So it's like um, you kind of get put back in the perspective of it's not all fun, and you get whatever part you want. You gotta you know make do and be an actual mechanic, which uh, it's been really good to uh, you know put back into that scenario. I've got, I've got a question. Yeah. Um, th- this is Mark, by the way. i got a question. Now, as far as, like, different hard parts, like handlebars and levers, how often do you guys change that stuff? Is it just as needed, or do they get fresh stuff, like, every every race day? Um, I think between teams, it's different. You know, like, um, the handlebar situation, Pro Taper is our sponsor, and they came to us, like, two years ago, and they're like, dude, you guys got seven guys riding our bars and you know that you're the least budget people. Like we give you the least amount of product. So it's like, we kind of look at it as like, that's a pat on the back. You know, we're not just changing stuff just to change it because at the end of the day, our sponsors are still needing to make a profit, you know, and if we scratch their back, they scratch our back. Mm -hmm. And it, and it also shows like, you don't need a new set of handlebars to go win a race. Or it's just a little bit of wasteful. So um, I think our team does a pretty good job at at doing that. Um, almost too good sometimes, but uh, the race bike stuff's all good. Practice bike stuff, yeah. I mean, it's it's cool to hear that we're probably their number one team that goes through the least amount of 
electronics. So that's cool. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, you know, there's a. Uh other companies out there that, that don't have the same <laughs> same situation right. like dang it you know like we need to get those guys on our <laughs> program but uh now another another question is how many hours a week do you put actually put in from going to the race shop monday through friday going to the test track you know going to the race you know going to the races how many hours a week would you say you put in at your job uh you know it, it's funny you ask that because at one time in my career I said, I'm going to do a two-week block of clocking in and clocking out based off of writing it down. And that was a mistake because one week was 112 hours, and this was going into Anaheim. And I'm like, man, why did you do that? Like, (laughs) Now you put it in perspective that you're never home or whatever. But um, I would say on the team that we're on, we're – we're probably average around 80 hours, I'd say. And there's going to be ups, you know, like closer to 90 probably. And then there's going to be ones that you hit 45 on the off season, getting ready to go on vacation or something. So right. it averages out. But, yeah, I'd say a normal race week is probably about 80. Well, for those of you aspiring to uh, to be a mechanic one day, there you go. That You get a lot of – of what your expectations will be and how many hours it takes to, to be successful. Working on holidays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever it takes. So, Hey, yeah, I, I think the only holiday that I really get is Labor Day. And then <laughs> I typically go back to Michigan and I'll ride a dirt bike, but I don't work on it. Right. Right. <laughs> well, Hey Derek, I got a couple more quick questions for you. Um, so you, uh, in one of the articles I read about you, little interviews, you said you'd looked up to goose have you got to spend any time with him and get any pointers from Goose? Um, yeah, I I actually worked kind of behind Goose. Uh, I was Michael Essie's practice mechanic when he was at the Rockstar Suzuki team, and um, I didn't work hand in hand with him. Right. But you know, I was I talked to him on a daily about you know what was going on with the bike and testing and that type of stuff. But um, over the years, you know, I've I was introduced to him in person again a couple of years after that by uh, Steve Lanson. So, uh, and they have a good history together. And um, I've, I've talked to him here and there. Whatever he knows who I am, I know who he is. And uh, much respect. The guy's got exactly what I would want in my career. You know, chasing titles like he has. But he's uh, that's going to be a hard one to beat. Well, I'd say you're well on your way, and uh, you know, doing a doing a putting the hours in, putting the time in. You've you've set yourself up for the, for success there, and I think once you've been at it thirty years, we'll be looking back talking to you and be like, "Hey, remember that title? Remember this title?" Right, you right. know. But uh, you know, good good job on what you do, and I mean, it, I, I think it's amazing, and uh, we really appreciate you giving us what little time you have tonight to to talk about it. Oh yeah, no, I appreciate the opportunity and. You know, anytime you guys want to give me a call, hit me up. Awesome. We'll do that, man. Thanks, Derek. All right. Well, you guys have a good one. You You too, man. Thanks. See you later. Later. 
And it's always really cool to have those mechanics on and, and oh, just hear the other yeah. side. Yeah. I love talking to those guys, man. They give you a perspective that you don't get anywhere else. No, you know? for sure. And I, I had a few more questions, but we're, as usual, out of time. I got to start adding more time to each one. We and, need to start doing but, separate podcasts with the more interesting guys. That way we can ask yeah. them every question we want to well, ask. Well, I don't want to say anyways not interesting. But, yeah, sometimes yeah. some of these we get going and you go, oh, crap, we're out of time. Yeah. And I still have and, – and, of course – like while we're talking to him, I just got a message from uh, Amart, and he's asking if we could do it like an hour later, which we won't. We, we can't do. Be here, so I'll have to. We may have to move Alex to another night. But anyway, about to take another quick little break, and we'll be back with Elizabeth Hooker. Awesome. All right, guys, we're back once again, and uh, up next, brought to you by MX Girl Designs. If you guys need any graphics made, uh, whether it be vintage bikes, uh, modern-day bikes, you know, contact Charlene at mxgirl.com or at mxgirl on Instagram, and remember the girl is spelled with a U. And up next, brought to you by MX Girl, is a uh, friend of the show. She has recently been nominated for the Makeup to Mud segment for 2019, Elizabeth Hooker. What's up, Elizabeth? Hey, man. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. You and I have been corresponding back and forth through uh, social media since Dallas this year. Um, yeah, so you've got a pretty good – well, I, I was going to say a pretty cool story. It's a scary story, um, but I think it's really important to talk about. Um, you just recently had, if I'm not mistaken, I, I didn't really talk to you about this ahead of time, you had a – was it a double mastectomy? Yes, I did. I had a bilateral mastectomy on May 1st. Oh wow! Yeah, so tell us, uh, you know, tell us like how that came about a little bit. I mean, I, I probably sound like a moron asking these questions, <laughs> but I want to hear your story, and I don't know the best way to ask the question. So, um, obviously, it's very important that women get themselves checked, and um, you know, and, and we're not <laughs> we're not doing a uh, 
a medical show here. We're going to talk some moto in a minute because you are a rider, but I want to hear your, your story. And one of the main reasons I want to have you hear your story is because of your attitude and your outlook on life that I see through social media. So positive. So give us some background. Tell us what happened. Yeah. Thanks so much. Um, so I have had a lump in my right breast for probably about five years now. And I've had it checked every six months. I've gotten, uh, sounds on it just to check wrong or to see if there's anything going wrong with it. And the last ultrasound that I had done, it had grown 0.9 centimeters, which that's, that's pretty big for an only a six-month time period. Yeah. Got a yeah, aspiration punch biopsy, and that showed up with a malignant, what is called malignant spiloides carcinoma. And it accounts for only 1% of all breast cancers. So I got the, uh, the most rare form of breast cancer. I also got... Hey, Elizabeth, kind of, Elizabeth, I'm sorry. You're, you're breaking up quite a bit. Do you, are you just, do you have a b- better area? Yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm that's fine. My parents asked me, guys, can we better? Yeah, that's a lot better. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. But. Oh, no worries. Hey, what did you miss? Uh, well, you, you were saying it was very rare. Yeah, yeah. So it accounts for only 1% of all breast cancers. So it kind of got the scariest form, but I also got the best form because it doesn't metastasize anywhere. So I got to keep my um, lymph nodes in my axillary, so my armpit lymph nodes I got to keep. So I don't have to worry about any kind of crazy diet or any kind of crazy um, lymphedema in my arms afterwards. So uh, we got that all checked and figured out, and got my. And we actually found that I had seven more tumors in the left breast. Jeez. Through a process of having one doctor say that I needed chemo, and then the next doctor said that that wouldn't respond to it. So I went through about two months worth of chemo that I didn't need, which kind of you know bummer because now. A nurse, so I can't, they call it chemo brain, and it can't work, because I can't remember, like, what medications are, or wow. what, my, and therefore, so at the time, I'm kind of, you know, in a weird position, because I don't remember people, it, it kind of feels like I had a, a major concussion, because I'll see people like, hey, hey Liz, how's it going? I'm like, I don't know you, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> kind of like scary. Fuzzy. Yeah, you know, it, was, it was pretty, pretty awful, and through the process, but, you know, I just tried to be as positive as I can. I'm healthy, I'm alive. I got my pathology back, and I am now cancer-free. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so, just, you know, so thankful that the Lord has been able to bless me with being cancer-free and just looking forward to, you know, living life to the absolute fullest that I can and just, you know, letting other women know Hey, you know, even if you're only 26, you need to check your boobies. Yeah, right. <laughs> in there. Well, yeah. I'll say this. My wife, she's 27, and uh, she found a, a lump in her breast about a month cool. and a half ago, and she immediately, you know, I was like, you need to go do something about that right now. And luckily there's nothing to it right now, but they are monitoring it and are watching it, and, and I'm with you on that. Like, it, it's the, the thought of uh, immediate action, get checked, take care of yourself, right? Oh, yeah. And my heart goes out for you. So let's 
guys can text me if you have any questions, let me know anything that she needs. It's a, that's a scary part, you know. That's your womanhood. If you feel like a woman, and it's scary to think that what's going on. So, yeah. my heart goes out to her, but I'm so thankful that that's nothing. Nothing yet. It's going to go through some ultrasounds every six months, too. Mm hmm. What's that? Yeah, your phone's breaking up again. Ah, oh, dang it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's no, all right. It's okay. <laughs> How about now? Yeah, it, it's good. It stays good for a few minutes, but we'll, we'll keep trying. Um, so when we saw you at Dallas, you were basically, this was pre-surgery, and you were doing your best with with some friends to try to make as many super crosses as you could, which that's to me, that's pretty damn cool for a chick that, that was like one of your goals. Yeah, I was, you know, kind of a long time goal for me. I got into racing back in 2012, and I got to go to a couple races and was super blessed with some, you know, VIP tickets. So I got to see some really cool aspects of racing. Um, and I always told myself, like, oh, it would be so cool to go to all of these rounds to be able to see all the sides that you don't see when you watch it on TV. You know, go on the pits and meet all the racers and just be there just totally different experience when you're there in person so I had just got with the nursing school. I could finally afford to go I'm like you know what I have cancer I don't know at the, at the time I didn't know if it was terminal it was anything that was going to be worse I'm like oh, I'm going to go fill out one of my dreams and just go for it so I took it was just myself but I uh, met some really awesome friends and was able to sit with them and met some awesome writers, and they've made sure that I'm safe. You know, they text me, hey, did your flight land? Are you okay? Do you need anything? Right. So I met really cool people. First, best I too. So it was a really awesome experience. That's yeah, that's fantastic. And like I said, I I can tell by just a little bit that I've uh, interacted with you on social media that. You love riding. I mean, that was one of the first things that I think you posted when you came out of surgery. It seemed like it wasn't very long. You're like, I, I just want, I'm ready to go riding. You know, I'm ready to be back out there. Can't oh, yeah. wait. That's pretty cool. So, give us a little background about your riding. I mean, how'd you get involved with riding motorcycles to begin with? Family, friends, what's up? So, I grew up, dare I say it, I grew up on a quad. I know, <laughs> don't hate me, but I grew up on a quad and my brother rode dirt bike for a long time and I always knew that oh like oh that's way cooler than me he's way cooler I need to get on a dirt bike hey can you say that part again for our producer TJ yeah (laughs) (laughs) TJ quads are pretty dumb I knew that when I was years old right on (laughs) so I uh, rubbed cells and always knew that dirt bikes were cool I rode my brother I was probably like five or six years old, and I ran it straight into a fence. <laughs> like, all right, oh, I am not set out to ride dirt bikes. And then uh, I dated a pretty cool guy back in 2012, and he got me into racing, and his dad got me into racing. They did a bunch of races, and they're the ones that took me to all the um, races and got me VIP tickets. So it was through him and his dad that I was able to start racing and, you know, actually get a dirt bike. I bought my first dirt bike. It was a KX100. It was like a 90, it was a 99 or 2000. Bought it for seven bucks. Total class out. Just everything on that bike was just broken. So <laughs> my boyfriend then 
And we were explaining, he taught me how to work on dirt bikes, you know, change my oil, all the little things, taught me how to mix my gas. And uh, he took me to Albany, which is here in Oregon, raced my first race, and I went 1-1, all weekend. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, apparently I really like dirt bikes and I'm good at it. <laughs> and at the time, I didn't want you to know that I was the only one racing it. <laughs> I still didn't do it, and I got two first trophies, so I was stuck on it. And ever since then, I was like, I just want to go ride. And I was not the fastest chick out there, but I can guarantee you I am having the most fun out of all those girls out there. I've met so many wonderful women through racing and such friends. And I just, it's totally just been a passion of mine. And I got to go to uh, this event called Babes in the Dirt right before surgery. Yeah, I saw it's the pictures. In. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was such a good time. So many rad ladies down there. There wasn't any boys allowed, which was super fun. So it was just a bunch of girls out there. Um, Husky came out, and they brought a couple demo bikes because there was some women that had never been on a dirt bike. So they were teaching them, like, this is how to shift, you know, how to turn a corner, just simple stuff. Yeah. And by the end of it, some of those ladies were out on the track with me because, um, surprisingly, I was fast girls out there, which for me is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I was out there, and I had this one girl come up to be like, hey, I want to follow you on the track, and I'm, I'm looking at her like, oh, what? <laughs> okay. That's awesome. <laughs> but I had a total blast. Like, I showed her how to jump and do corners, and she's like, oh, I want to go out with you, and race with you sometimes so i've got i've got a couple of weekends lined up for when i'm able to get back on a bike already so that's kind of been my little way of getting into riding yeah that's really really cool I, I, it makes me really happy to see that you know we've we've been fortunate enough to have taylor hyman on our show who you know had a makeup to mud feature recently and um I, I'm sure you saw the last one at Vegas with Kiana Clay. She's actually a friend of ours. She's going to be on next week. And we, I, I personally, and I know Mark feels the same way. We, we miss having the, the WMX races sure. on TV and and being such a big part of it. And I think you ladies being a part of our sport is very important. And I, I just, and even though it's embarrassing sometimes when one of you blows by me, it's. It's a little bit embarrassing to my ego. Hey, I'll tell but. you what, I was at Underground one time. This is probably back in, right after I first started riding again, 2010 or 11. Cassandra Regal blew by me oh, yeah, like yeah. I was not standing still. And yeah. I was just like, and they were like, yeah, that's Kyle Regal's sister. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it but still doesn't still. make it feel any better. <laughs> well, no, I was pumped on it, though, man. I, some of those girls haul ass. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I think it's great that, 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 that it's getting more popular. It seems like that more and more women are riding. I wish, well, you know, I wish it was on equal playing Yeah, field, and that know? Fox and Feld is feature in you ladies and that's something else i want to talk about you know you you recently got your your care package from makeup to mud um do you know who nominated you and do you know what that entails um you know i know a couple of my friends from work had nominated me and a couple of my girlfriends that i was with and then i call my moto dad he's up in washington at washugal he nominated me and he's a cop and he had all his buddies at the at the um squad all of them nominated me too so there's a bunch of people just from my story you know i was on the side of the track and i was going through my chemo and just out there still having a blast so i knew that people had nominated me just through that but um yeah she's dude she's badass she 
I mean, obviously, separate story through the makeup to mud, but I follow her on social media too. Yeah. She's just total light to the world and total light to the sport too. And getting more women out there to ride and stuff and getting more popular, I think, is what this whole makeup to mud movement is. Agreed. And yeah, and just to get more women out there to try and be more competitive because we don't, I mean, the WMX is gone and it's been up for years so there's no real drive for us to go and be fast and like because it's a dead end road for us like i mean other than the golden who's like tried to get out there and ride with all the boys like yeah. there's nothing so with the makeup tonight we're trying to get more girls so that you know if we can get enough of us out there that are fast and competitive to get another wmx circuit going in the nationals just to get our names out there and drop is totally what this movement is all about. And also to get, you know, the girls that are kind of scared to get on the bike and don't know what they're doing. Just to bring them in under our wings and be kind and show them, like, hey, you know, you don't have to go with your boyfriend. You can come with us girls. We'll show you the ropes. You know, we have extra bikes for you. Just to get more people involved because, I mean, we're the, we're the future of the sport, too. Yeah, for sure. To- oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got a little girl. She's fixing to turn five. I don't think she's got much interest in riding yet. But if she ever does, I mean, I hope she chooses something a little safer. Just that's the dad <laughs> in me. But at the same time, like if she ever really gets serious about it, I'm all in. I'll do whatever she wants, you know, needs me to do for that. Heck yeah. Get her into like, get her a little piece of but don't let her run into a fence. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. She actually said she wants, she likes the little blue dirt bikes at the shop, and which is, that's what she's talking about. Oh, yeah. PW, she wants a blue one. So that's cool. You. We could get we could get Charlene to make her some purple and pink graphics. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, hey, Liz, yeah. we we really uh, appreciate some of your time, and and I want to get you back on, you know, next year once we know that, you know, as of right now, you're not 100 percent sure that you're going to get one of the features, right? Yeah, I don't. I'm not quite sure on that. You know, it's okay. kind of fuzzy. I know that their girlfriends got the care package too, but right. not. I don't even got the jerseys. So there's only a select few of us that got jerseys. So I'm curious to see if that's, you know, who's going to be a part of the next sure. mud in the next. But, yeah, definitely. Of course, if I find out more as it goes, I'll let you know and we can see how that all. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah. I, we want to have you back on if that happens. And, you, and even as you're you're recovering and you're getting back out there and riding more, we, we want to talk to you again and see how it's going and just stay in touch with us, obviously. And um, it was really – it's been a pleasure getting to know you and – Hey, are you going to make any nationals? I know you'll probably make some up in your area, but are you going to get to any others? Yeah, I'm actually I'm going to Glen Helen this weekend, and then go to Washougal, and that's, I think, the third week of July. Mm-hmm. I'll be at the, but as far as, you know, the East Coast one, super is more like my bucket list. Like, yeah. you know, I want to go to. Okay. Well, the, the reason I was asking is I'm going to be at Tennessee, Millville, and I think Iron Man. I didn't know if you'd make any of those, but, hey, so. Oh, yeah. Um, so if you guys are interested in following Elizabeth on social media, she is at Liz L I Z underscore H seven, two, three on Instagram. Yep. I just followed her. Yeah. She's uh like I said, she's a very cool chick. She's got a great personality and outlook, very positive. And I mean, it's definitely, you're definitely one of my favorite people to follow your story day to day and what you do. It's, it's uh very, it, it enlightened, not enlightens. What's the word I'm looking for? It brightens my day. Awesome. Positive awesome. vibes. Yeah. 
Yep, and we're we're losing you again, Elizabeth. God dang it! That, it's in and out. It's, your phone's kind of been clicking and stuff all the whole the whole time, but I think for the most part, you know, we we everybody can hear you and and got your story. But like I said, I I want to get you back on at another time, and we'll talk a little bit more and see how you know how you're give us an update on your health and everything else. Yeah, well, thanks so much, man. I get to ride at June night is my. Next time that I get to go ride, I'm going to go do a clinic with Tyler Entignac, who is uh, obviously Adam Entignac's yeah. brother. Yeah, Tyler's been on our show a bunch. Oh, we know the 723 real well. Oh, well, we have the same number, so we yeah. can't be That's awesome. There you go. There yeah, you go. Tyler is, uh, Tyler's a Moto X Pod alum. You know, Adam does Pulp, Tyler does Moto X Pod. Oh, sweet, sweet. Well, yeah, he's going to try to teach me how to ask the record. Like when I get to go back and get on the bike, so I'll let you guys know how I'm feeling then. And next surgery date is July 16th, so that's just and I'll be all good. But uh, thanks again, much fun. I really appreciate it. All right, yeah, Elizabeth. Absolutely. You have a good night. Thank you. Thanks, Liz. All right, you too. Good night, right. guys. Bye. That's an incredible story right there. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I I really think it's inspirational. Like, I mean. You know, I mean, you've had surgeries, I've had surgeries, you come out of surgery and you're grouchy and you feel bad. And and the first post that I saw of her, she was still laying in the hospital bed. She's smiling and she's happy. You know, she's like, hey, she's happy to be alive. She's, she's happy. Here, yeah. She wants to, you know, she's thinking about going to ride motorcycles. I mean, she obviously just has a great outlook on life. And I mean, sometimes, you know, she's probably always been that way. But sometimes when you go through a traumatic thing like that, it it, does, it gives you that great outlook on life, and sometimes it makes you look down on life. Probably, and she she's well, just a really cool person. She she's she stayed. She's let us let everybody know and let the, the disease itself know she ain't going quietly. Exactly, and that uh, you're not going to take her joy. She's still going to be happy. She's still going to live life, and that uh, she's willing to fight. And I love that. I, I have a lot of admiration for her, and uh, and look forward to, to keeping up with uh, keeping up with her through social media from now on. I didn't realize that too. That was. Oh yeah, I've yeah. seen her on the on the show's Instagram. I I didn't realize yeah, that yeah, yeah. That's her. Like, uh, like you were busy shooting pictures, and I didn't know either. I just, I remember the situation because I saw the two blondes, and I was sitting kind of behind them to the right, and they walked up. And then it seems they, like I remember that now. They came back to get. I think one of them left a drink or something, and then yeah. one of them left. Like, well, I don't a phone forget. Or, I don't forget very many pretty blondes. Right, so right. There, but. but then, like, I saw that picture that <laughs> night on their one of their social media. It was her and her friend, and. And I, you might even have been in the picture off to the side shooting, you know. But anyway, I was just, hey. I'm going to have to go back and look at that now. Yeah, it was but. a ways back. But anyway, it's cool. And she's just, you know, like I said, she's become a, a, a social media friend. Hey, it's, that's cool. So, I got a lot of those. There's, yeah, that's, right. It's yeah, all good. She's awesome. I, I can't, I got to say this too. And I've met some so many cool people through doing this that yep. I'm friends with on there now that I have not met in person. And some of them I may never meet in person. But hey, you, you, you meet them one way or another. And it's a, it's a new time we live in. So that's pretty rad, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Social media is pretty cool. You know, I mean, it it can uh, consume you at times, but yeah, if you do it in moderation, it's it's pretty neat. You meet to meet a lot of people, a lot of funny stuff, a lot of interesting stuff. Definitely, we Definitely. appreciate all our followers, obviously. Yeah. Um, are we not? So, are we not having Alex? So you know, Alex texted and he he wasn't able to do it until like an hour and a half from now, and uh, you've got to go, and I need to get home, and. So we're going to reschedule for next week. We'll we'll squeeze them into next week's show, and um, that's well, cool. I hate that I can't talk to Big Al, but oh well. Yeah, yeah, it's just things work out that way sometimes. Um, we still have um, you still have one interview left that we're going to do here in a little bit. Uh, we got to take one more quick break. 
Um, hey, you want to talk about Patreon again? or? Yeah, patreon.com, guys. Uh, search out Moto X Pod Show. And, or I think it's just Moto X Pod on there, isn't it? On Instagram? Oh, no, on the oh. Patreon account. Oh, yeah, yeah, just Moto X Pod, sorry. Guys, we, we, we really appreciate all, all the all the, the donations we're getting through yep. that, the monthly stuff. It's Whether you're giving a dollar or a hundred, we love you just the same, and uh, thank you for doing that. It helps uh, keep things afloat, pay the SoundCloud bill, order stickers, you know, so on and so forth, and uh, put that in conjunction with some of the sponsor, sponsor endorsements we get, and it, it makes life a little easier on us. We're by no means breaking the bank, but, hey, we're here. Right, we're, right. We'll be here regardless. It doesn't matter yeah. about that. That. It just helps out with a little bit of cost, you know, and, and like I said, we we are able to put more content out when we can get to a race. If we can get to a national, we can get to Supercross, then we can do interviews, we can schedule stuff, and that costs money, you know, and yeah, you, you know, I'm sure most of our listeners are just like us, working class people, and it's a struggle sometimes to come up with an extra few hundred bucks for a flight and you know, so I mean, every bit helps us, and we really appreciate it, you know. Yeah, for sure. Maybe one day we'll we'll get to the to the to the point where we can have a, a representative from us at every race. And, uh, you know, I know, I know you'd love that. And yes, I would. Uh, with my work schedule, the way it's going to be the next few years, it won't be me, but, uh, right. that's, that's more, uh, that's more your Avenue. Anyways, I think you do good there. Well, so. I appreciate that. I sure, certainly enjoy it. Hey, let's do these giveaways real quick. Um, so we had, again, as always, we're a little bit unprepared. I didn't discuss any of this with you for the Amsoil giveaway this week is a two stroke giveaway. Yeah. I'm thinking if you're a listener, and you have a two-stroke, I'd like to see a picture of you standing next to your two-stroke and then maybe collage that with a picture of you riding that said that same two-stroke. Yeah, download one of those collage apps where you yeah, can combine the pictures. And uh, and we'll pick a winner for the Amsoil giveaway that we'll announce next week. So you want to do the Instagram tag? Is that how we're doing it? Yeah, yeah. Tag us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, yeah. um, and, and, you know, um, Darkside MX3, Muscle Mark, Racing for the Sun, S-O-N uh, yeah. is mine's, TJ. Mine's at MuscleMark17 and uh, at Moto X Pod Show, yeah. at Darkside MX3 and at Racing for the Quad. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Dane, Dane Evans is, uh, you know, as you guys know, is one of our Amsoil sponsor, and we've got a, a two-stroke kit to give away. And then I also have that set of uh, Pro Taper grips to give away. Um, you got any suggestions on that, Mark? Let's got do, a uh, trivia question or anything else? Okay. Let me think about this for okay. a minute. Um, I've been watching a bunch of old races. Uh, All righty. Here, here's <laughs> one for you. Um, Charlotte Supercross, 1992. Now, you'll have to go watch this on wherever you watch it at. I'm not even going to tell you that. You'll have to figure it out. Okay. Damon Bradshaw was the winner that night. Who did he pass? Who did he pass to take that lead and inevitably take that win? And uh, you'll have to go back and look at it. It's an, it's 1992 Charlotte Supercross. Go back, check it out. Let us know what you think. Yeah, and then the the winner, the first person to answer on Instagram. Yeah, answer you know, on Instagram. Do, you want to do Instagram or Twitter? Because Twitter, Instagram, you got to post a pic. That's take a screenshot. Of the pass. Can you do that? Yeah. Find, figure out how you could take a screenshot of the pass and post it to Instagram. Tag, tag us. Again, tag us again. Yeah. Dark Side, Muscle Mark, Racing for the Sun, Moto X Pod Show. And, uh, for a you, free set of Pro Taper The grips. first person that, that uh, we see on the tag is it. I like it. I like it. So, um, yeah, do we have anything else besides, before we go to this break? Man, no. It's been a really rad show. I've really enjoyed being back. I missed yeah, it. it was, yeah, it's, it's been, been kind of weird weeks. with you not being here. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's going to be the new norm. But at the same time, you know, I can contribute from the phone or sure. just do whatever. But uh, And we'll have other stuff coming out when I'm home. And, and this, this time I wasn't really prepared on days off, but – 
we'll have uh, other other content coming out that yeah. I'm going to try to get and do, and me and Jamie are, are going to team up on or whatever we can, yeah. however we can do it. Well, we mentioned the Patreon thing, and I I've been in contact with Gary Sutherland, and and he and I are going to do a little thing over the phone that I'm going to record and put on Patreon only. That'll be sick. And I've talked sick. to Daniel Blair about doing something an yeah. interview that I want to do with him about his arena cross championship. Yeah, that'd be sick. So there's some stuff and that's going to be Patreon only so that to do that, you're going to have to contribute a little bit yeah. to get those. And there's going to be more of that coming. So but hey anyway, guys, remember you can contribute a dollar yeah, a month. There's a few guys that are doing a dollar. Yeah. I, hey, I'm fine with it. If yeah. you're giving any of your hard earned money does, I don't care if it's, if it's a penny, a dollar, whatever, I, I'm thankful for you and you're my Absolutely. hero. Absolutely. So, all right, we're going we're gonna to take another break, and we'll be back with Jason Walling to talk about a, uh, the pro race coming up, the uh, Independence Day Pro Cup at Nakona. So we'll we're be also, right back. We're also going to – yeah, okay, yeah. yeah oh. We'll talk to you. All right. guys welcome back a little little change up to the order we were we had told you before the break we were going to go to jason walling but we're going to go to to this man first from the uh, kicker arena cross series mr todd hammock todd what's up buddy man uh, thanks for having me on tonight guys oh we appreciate it absolutely thank you for the call and we we love talking to uh any and everybody that that uh, is a contributor to the the sport of motocross supercross arena cross so uh thank you for coming on giving us your time well, thanks for having me. Now, to start off, the, the Kicker Arena Cross Series, tell us what area of the country are you guys mainly based out of, where you do races at, and uh, so and go from there. Well, our, our office is out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. We run a winter series that uh, runs Albany, New York, Chicago, Denver, Oklahoma City, Albuquerque, Amarillo, and, and a few other markets. Now, we keep ourselves busy in the summer, mostly out 
in Texas and in New Mexico. It's basically back in 1995 when we started. That is where we started was in New Mexico. And we, you know, we love our roots. We love summer racing, you know, outdoor and rodeo arenas. Just, you know, nothing better than that. So that's predominantly, you know, where we do business. Awesome, awesome. Now, now you said you started in 95? 1995. We, we feel we're the longest continuous owned uh arena cross series in the country wow yeah that is neat but uh i knew i knew of you guys and have heard of you i did not realize it had been that long running but that yeah. is amazing yeah it's been it's been good i you know i started with one event and uh quickly multiplied into four and five and then from there it just you know the, the format that we do the markets that we do it just grew and grew and, and uh every year we just continue to grow and, you know, we're, we're looking at, uh, well, you know, 1995, that's what, 20, 22, 23 years. Yeah, that's impressive. Um, so what markets are you in? She, he, he told us well, already. Oh, he, he named them all? Yeah, yeah he just named I'm them sorry, all. I'm was, sorry. I was, well, I was changing the sound. Sorry. No, yeah. I missed that part of the, the Jamie, of the conversation. Jamie runs the soundboard, too, so he was a little preoccupied yeah. with that. But, man, you go from New York to Chicago to, to New Mexico. Y'all cover some ground with that thing. We do. You know, we're, we're uh, in Wyoming last year. You know, some of the markets that we do, we, you know, we do the bigger markets. Uh, you know, some of the Woodfield used to do a lot of the buildings that uh, they vacated, we've moved into. And, uh, you know, we love those buildings because when you get into a, you know, I call it a, it, it's, it's, you know, Denver's a large market. Chicago is a large market. But it's not a stadium, so it's more of a, you know, a hockey or, a, or an NBA basketball arena, those buildings have a lot of assets in that they have video screens, they have great sound system. And when you can get in those buildings and you produce an arena cross show, man, it just elevates the excitement, uh, you know, the, the visual of it, the, the, the audio of it. I mean, it it's just uh, makes it so much better to put on a show like what we do. Yeah, that and that and that's important. I mean, all that having good quality like that definitely will keep the people coming back. It's all about the show, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is. Our format is different in that we run the amateur uh, events in the nighttime program on a, on a Friday night or a Saturday night, along with the pros. Okay. Basically, we we qualify the amateur guys early in the day. So when they get to the night program, they're running their main events. The the pros are a little bit different. We'll cut it to some later in the day. But then we'll run your heat and the main uh, during, you know, during the night show, 7.30 to 10 o'clock. It, you know, as a spectator, you know, some of the other arena cross, they drop the gate eight to ten times. But you and I, we know just from racing, some of the most exciting part of racing is the gate drop. Yeah, the race to that first corner. Yeah. So when we drop when we drop the gate twenty four to twenty eight times a night, it's exciting. Then you factor in the amateurs. I mean, the pro guys they they got to figure it out. The amateur guys, you don't know what's going to happen <laughs> with those guys, and it's believe me, it's it's a lot of excitement. Now, do you guys have a uh, a pretty good size pro turnout to these things? Do you, do you offer up a purse and and to kind of incentivize these guys into in, in coming to your events? We do. Our minimum purse is five thousand a night. Oh wow! And, and additionally, we have we have you know, a series as well that that uh, has some uh, benefits to following the series and, and and the recognition of winning the series. Um, 
and then you know, as far as you know, the answers, we yeah, you know, you know, some of our events are four, five, six, seven hundred entries in a night. I mean, Albany, New York, were six hundred fifty entries. Denver, Colorado, last year, seven hundred ten entries. Wow! You are making, and you're getting all those guys run through, and guys as well. And then on top of that, you throw thirty-two pros in there. And the nice thing about our tracks are, you know, they're, they're amateur friendly. Don't get me wrong. We, we don't want to get anybody hurt. I mean, the, the, the old days of the arena cross and the peak jumps, you know, everybody's figured out we don't want to injure people in this sport. So tabletops are just as exciting. You're still jumping 70 feet. And, you know, around those, around those jump tops, jump landings, to where these guys, if they come up short, they're not facing death. And it just, it just makes it so exciting. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> as a as a old vet rider, I'm I'm down with that 100. percent Now, how many events do you do in Texas again? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know we're we're a lot of West Texas Amarillo. Yeah, it's a big market of ours. Um, you know we're not we're not down over where you're at, but uh, you know there's still a lot of good racing. Really, we you know we have gone to you know Lafayette, Louisiana, the Cajun Dome, Boulder City. There, it's just the uh, the Sun Lake is a cellular, United Cellular Center or whatever it is, um, in beautiful arenas. So that, that gets a little close to you. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm familiar with the Cajun Dome. I've been there before. It, uh, it, it'd be a perfect spot for one of these. Mainly, it's mainly, uh, you know, they use it for rodeos and different things like that. So it kind of fits uh, fits the mold for what yeah. for what arena cross should be, right? Yeah, you, exactly. Yeah, the the, uh, the Louisiana people are very festive people, and uh, <laughs> yes, they and, are. Uh, and they they. <laughs> They like to have a good time. Yeah, and I think what your series is doing, and and there's some other um, arena cross series going back and forth across the country. I mean, I think it's very important because, you know, not every kid can go race in a supercross, but you can go down with your family to to um, an arena cross and, and get a little taste of it and watch some other great racing and, and be a part of something that we need to grow in our sport. And see from all levels too. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe for somebody that, that wasn't planning on uh, getting their kid into this, they see the young kids race and they're like, Oh wow, man, that's something we should do. That'd be fun. You know? Oh, you, you hit the nail on the head. We, we, we see, we come into a market for the first time and we see a lot of people in the stand that watch what we do. And then next year we'll see that little kid out there. And early he starts on a CR 50 or a little, a little uh, BW50, whatever it may be, an automatic transmission. But at least he's out there now. He's involved in the sport. So we feel that these people see what we're doing. They want to be a part of it. And you know and I know, motocross is such a family sport. And it's such a tight community that it is uh, so much fun to be a part of. And, uh, you know, we just love what we're doing. Oh, absolutely. I, I think it's... I think it's great that that year after year you guys continue to grow and continue to help bring more people to the sport to promote the sport to entertain. Like that's what it's about. Like that that's 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 what we're here for. Yeah, you know we we were looking on our you know we're on trackside, which is a computer program. Jason Anderson ran twenty two races with us in his career before he went off to Supercross. His first race was on the sixty. Events, I can't help but think that that is where he got his first taste of <laughs> stadium selling. And you know, I told him the same thing. His first stadium race was because he's out of Cortez, Colorado. We do events in New Mexico. It was his first race. And I've got a, a, you know, a ledger full of pros that have come through our program. 
and that they go through arena cross and they get a taste of, you know, you think about it, you go run an outdoor event, an outdoor motocross on the amateur level. You may have a bleacher over here in one section of people, but you're not typically racing in front of a large crowd. When you're on an amateur level and you come to Albany, New York, and I've got 8,000 spectators in the Times Union Center, and you're a little 50cc kid, and you've just won the 4 to 6 or the 7 to 9 class, and I put a mic in front of you, you can't tell me the excitement that that kid is going through that he normally would not see anywhere else. Oh, I agree. Yeah, they uh, that that uh, I think that if anything else, that may that that brings on more aspirations and more drive, and it gives them the feeling that they, that they don't not nothing against like going to a regular you know a local motocross event, but they don't get that there, you know. No, no, I grew up local motocross. You know, I I, I grew up at Fifty Ninth and Douglas in Oklahoma City, unbelievable dirt, racing every Saturday night under the lights. It, it is a, 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 a you know a memory that I'll never forget, and I loved it every weekend. Uh, so yeah, outdoor motocross is a just man, it's where it's at. You look at the outdoor nationals; that is a lot of fun and some different racing. But you know, coming indoors in front of people in the winter time, man, it, it's just it's it, it presses brought so much awareness to our sport that it is now on network or it's on the, you know the next level down of network TV that millions and millions of people get to see it. So it's very Absolutely. Very From a spectator standpoint, arena crosses, the action's right there in your face, and you don't get that. Even in supercross, as close as it is, it's still more spread out. With arena cross, the track's small, the arenas are smaller, and it's right there, and like yeah. you rarely miss anything. And that's, I think that's more awesome. aggressive. Yeah. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but. I agree. I mean, it, 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 I know there's a lot of social media buzz, and even you know podcast buzz about. You know, Fell Entertainment owns the Amazon Arena Crossers, and they now have indicated to us, and they publicly put this out, that they are no longer a 2019. And, uh, you know, my phone has just been blowing up, and we have we booked four new, new venues, and we're not ready to let everybody know where they are. <laughs> but we've moved even further nationally out, and uh, we, you know, we're looking real strong for 2019. To, you know, get these guys that, that now they don't have the Amsoil Arena Cross Series. Yeah. They get a place still to come and ride. Now, you know, it's going to be, you know, at the level that Feld did. You know, and Feld's got an unbelievable budget for what they do. Sure. You know, maybe not. But, you know, the dirt and the track, it's still racing. And believe me, the fans are still there. They're going to get the motorizing. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it, the Arena Cross is healthier now than it's ever been. And, uh, you know, there's me and there's a few others. Yeah, well, and we need that, you know, with with Amsoil Arena Cross going away, we need guys like you to step up, and you know, we're also friends with the guys at Nitro Arena Cross, um, and, and you're doing a service for the sport, and it's it's important, and we really appreciate it, and we really appreciate you contacting us and coming on here because we wanted to hear about it. Yeah, well, you know, I appreciate you, you know, letting us explain, you know, that Arena Cross is not dead. Yeah, it's, it's very much alive, and. And now we're bringing the amateurs in with the night program. And, uh, you know, as far as you're a spectator, you're getting more than your money's worth. It, it's a great show. If you've never been to one, you got to come see them. Just, just look up in your town, start looking around. You'll, you'll find an arena crossing event you can go to and have a lot of fun. 
Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I work out in West Texas for two weeks out, you know, two weeks at a time. And uh, maybe one day I can come catch an Amarillo race or something while I'm out that way. Yeah, we, we do uh, an event. Uh, you say West Texas has got to be welfare related. Oh, we yeah. We do an event in Austin, Mexico. I mean, Austin, Mexico is a premium basin. That is where you know, most of the oil activity is. Oh, you I, talk about a bunch of rednecks out there. <laughs> no, there is. I've been trust me. I've been to Hobbs many. I've been to Hobbs many times <laughs> against my will most yeah. of the time. But that's where we had to go. <laughs> so. Yeah, it, it, it's an intimate community, and you know it's fun to go out there. And, you know, like I said, anywhere you can go find a way across. I encourage everybody to go be a part of it. Even on a racer level, it's not the it's not the best practice absolutely sure. absolutely well kicker arena cross series guys look them up social media check them out go to an event near you todd hammock we really appreciate your time tonight thanks for contacting us it was good talking to you buddy and then thanks for having me go check out kickerarenacross.com and we'll see you in the soon all right todd thanks, thanks again man. todd Thank you. Cool, man. Yeah, that's, yeah, kick. That's awesome. Hey, that's more, more racing, more stadium events, more um, pr- promoters. It's it's great. We I think need, we I need mean, more of yep, them. Yep. No, there's nothing like racing under the lights, and especially lights that where you can actually see the track. Absolutely, so it's good to go to those. You go to those arenas. But uh, anyways, good. You know, we'll take a quick break, guys, and be back with our final guest. guys welcome back we're gonna get to our next guest this man is a uh by day uh sales rep for troy lee designs uh some of the some of the gnarliest looking gear out there they definitely have the best some of the best design work and uh this man helps put that stuff out on the street he's also helping promote the first annual independence day pro cup at nakona motocross park 
uh, June 30th through July 1st. Guys, it's a big local race, good size pro purse. Going to be a fun event. Mr. Jason Walling, Jason, what's up, dude? Hey, guys. So uh, you said you're traveling right now. So um, you're, I, I guess you're out doing your day job, huh? With a, a rep for TLD. Yeah, yeah. I was headed down to Austin visiting some of the dealers down there, and uh, you know, just putting in the miles. You gonna pop in over at uh, Woods Fun Center while you're down there? I yep. Yeah, I just left there. Oh, cool. I, I worked a long time ago, but I worked there back in the day over on the parts counter. Jason, how long how long have you uh, been working for TLD? Um, about three years. Three years. Yeah. That's cool, man. How'd you get involved with that? Uh, just working in the industry. I've, I've been in the industry for almost 20 years now and, uh, worked for Parts Unlimited at one point and some other, other companies in the industry and, uh, just went back out as an independent rep and, uh, started talking to some contacts over there. Uh, Dave Cullinan, who used to be the sales manager and, uh, you know, they were looking for a rep in the, in the area. So. You know, we made things happen and, and uh, got together, and now we're, we're doing Troy Lee and you know, Matrix Concepts, MTX Audio, and a few other brands. Cool. Oh, cool. sweet. I'm a fan of uh, Matrix Concepts and all the stuff they put out, man. They come up with some really neat neat ideas. Yeah. So, hey, man, so the reason you're on here is to uh, promote this first annual Independence Day Pro Cup. Tell us a little bit about it, how it came together, you know, what your guys' um, future plans are for this. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's get some people out there. Well, I got together with some friends, uh, Brian Hicks and Chad Mayo, and we were talking about doing a you know big event at Nakona MX Park to try to revitalize the place. Uh, the new owners, Jeff and Michelle, came into town and, and uh, you know wanted to spark some life back into the track, and so they asked us to help them promote a race. And you know, so we felt like the best way to do so was to uh, draw the crowd with uh, good incentives, um, you know, great trophies and awards and. Uh, you know, a big pro purse, draw a big pro pro crowd um, for a big race. So we're offering up 2500 bucks to the 450 class uh, plus 200% payback. Then we're doing a $1,500 guarantee for the 250 class plus a 200% payback. We're also offering $100 per hole shot. The three, three moto format for the uh, pro classes, two moto format for everybody else. You know, we're doing 100% payback on the, on the uh, vet classes, on the vet A classes. Um, plus doing uh, $50 hole shots for each of the vet motos uh, nice. brought to you by uh, Five Star Roofing of Texas. Um, so, you know, we're just working on getting a big uh, audience, you know, basically interested in this race through good sponsorship involvement from the brands and trying to really give back to the brands that are involved as well. So we're, we're not just asking them for donations you know hey what can you do for us yeah. kind of thing. it's it's uh how can we help promote your brand in conjunction with the race and and really give you guys the most bang for the buck and make you guys want to sponsor our event in the future yeah and this is something that you want to do yearly you wanted to make it a big deal um and, and tell us where this where nakona is located uh so lo- it's located about 45 minutes west of gainesville off of i-35 in, yeah, yeah. in uh, north texas so real close to the Texas Oklahoma border um, in Nakona, so it's about two hours northwest from DFW. Okay, um, and I was talking or texting with Chad Mayo, um, who also is one of our sponsors. Thank you, Five Star Roofing, Five Star Roofing of Texas. Um, 
he was taking saying that like you've already got a couple pros that said they were going to try to make it. Like Jimmy Albertson said he was going to try to come down. And um, do you have any guys pr- um, confirmed yet? Um, we do. We've got about twenty guys that have you know told us we don't have any pre registrations. Yeah. Um, that we're going to really talk about yet because we just kind of want to keep that on the DL just okay. to, you know, make it fair for all those guys. A lot of them, you know, want to show up and, and not really be known that they're coming. So they gotcha. try to, you know, capitalize. But, um, yeah, we've got about 20, 25 pros that have, have tentative, tentatively said that, you know, they're committed. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's really cool. I mean, we need more big events like that out here in Texas. You know, I mean, we've got a few others in the area that bring out big crowds, but I'd like to have more than one a year, you know, and, I'd like to, I'd like to see Texas show how much fan support we can get and have these these big races make you know have a good turnout, make some money, have some fun, and maybe we can someday get a national back here. Right, right, yeah. So, so what we're trying to do is give back to the the riders um, and make it exciting for them again. You know, I, I know that like the Pro Circuit Series and the FMF Winter Series and stuff used to be fun because yeah. there were there were big prizes, you know, and everybody got cool stuff at the end of the series and whatnot now granted this isn't a series race but everybody likes the pro challenge out at swan sure mm-hmm. it draws a big crowd it's a big pro purse it's got good riders and you know it's, it's always fun nobody wants to go race to line up with three other buddies you know i want to line <laughs> up with a full gate of full gate of guys regardless of what class i ride so um for us you know we're trying to get involved with the sponsors like belray for example uh craig lane at belray is donating a can of chain loop for every top three finisher in every single class cool um we've got the guys at lap king vince and jc yeah um they're going to be doing basically a lap king challenge within our race so um you can pre-register for the lap king challenge and out of those guys in each you know prospective class we're going to be giving away some rental handlebars and grips uh thanks to tucker rocky um and uh you know we're, we're getting involved with uh dunlop's getting involved we're going to do some stuff with them um uh, Law Tigers, uh, Law Tigers, another company that's uh, you know basically better known in the in the cruiser and flat track and road racing world, but uh, they're trying to uh, kind of embark on a on a new marketing strategy in the off road world and okay. kind of become more known with uh, you know with our segment. Um, so we're trying to do something with these companies to where they're going to get a return on their investment and the riders are going to really appreciate, you know, Hey, I got third place. You know, I got this trophy. I got, you know, some chain lube. I got some handlebars. I got this, that, and the other, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, giving them tangible things that they can leave the track with and memories that, you know, they go, man, that was one of the best races I went to. They had the best prizes that, you know, it was fun. It, you know, the, the, uh, program ran smoothly and on time and, you know, the track was fun and, you know, Nakona's always been known for great dirt and the nice layout and it's rider friendly and uh, everybody always loves the track. It's just kind of a trick out there. So we got to get people back out there to get them to remember how, how fun that track is and want to start going more often. Well, I think uh, the good part about it is where it's located, you'll draw from the DFW area, the Wichita Falls area. <clears throat> you might get you, um, Oklahoma's not not far from there, so you might can get some of that crowd as well. I, I think it's right. uh, I think it'd be a good turnout for what it is and for what you're offering. I mean, these guys would be crazy not to come, right? Yeah. 
Well, man, uh, where, where can uh, people go to check? Is there a website or is it Facebook, uh, social media? What's the best way to check out and get details on this? Uh, NaconaMXPark.com. We've got all the information up there. Um, you can pre-register. You can also pre-register. Um, we're working on getting the Lap King stuff up there so you can pre-register for that. We've got uh, pre-registrations going on for Taylor Painter's uh, Tapped Athletic uh, Athlete Development Program um, where you – can actually pre-register to do a two-hour seminar that's going to be for the youth riders 85 cc and below on saturday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m um where there he's doing a free seminar um nice for kids talking about you know um you know just better body positioning on the bike safety um track etiquette things like that to um try to encourage riders to get more involved and, and be safer on the track yeah, that's that's really important. That's something that I think is kind of lost these days. So that's that's a really cool uh, option that you guys are offering. Yep, you still there? Yep. Oh, okay. Cool. Sorry. Sorry. So yeah, man, um, I, we appreciate you coming on here and uh, you know letting us help promote this thing, and uh, we look forward to. I don't know that Mark, if Mark and TJ will be in town those weekends because they're out. With, out, like with say, my working. work schedule, I already know I don't get off till the following Wednesday, uh, but, but I know you're off, so you. Yeah, <laughs> I already put on my schedule at work to be off that weekend, so um, I plan on being there and checking it out. It should sound like a really good time. And again, I want to thank you and uh, Brian Hicks and Chad Mayo for letting us talk to you and be a part of it. Anything we can do to help you, awesome. bud? Anything we can do to help promote Thanks this for the support, thing? Guys. Yeah, absolutely. You let us know if you need anything. We're, we're down to to do anything we can. Thanks, Jason. Okay, guys. Thank you. All right, man. Be safe. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Yep. Jason Walling, Troy Lee Designs, Major – oh, oh, sorry. He's gone. He's gone. Okay. Yeah, good good stuff, man. It's always good to see these races come up. There's not as many of them as there used to be. No, no. And uh, I'd like to try to get – I mean, any any of these anybody has an idea with, try to help us get – you know, let us get involved, help you promote what we can, and – you know, through through all the various different contacts, all the three of us may have, we might can help yeah. you put some stuff together. So, and we'll we'll keep posting about this particular event on our social media. So, if you're you know anywhere in the Dallas Fort Worth, uh, I don't know, South Texas, East Texas, Southern Oklahoma, uh, if you Arkansas, live, if you're an Oklahoma City guy, it's not that yeah, far yeah. for you to get there. If you live in Wichita Falls, it's not that far. If you live in Abilene, it's not that far for you. If you live in Dallas Fort Worth, all that you know, Stephenville, all these areas. I mean that 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 that's not a haul for you. It's not a long trek to get there, and it's a great track from what I understand. I've not yet been out there for, for the new owners, but uh, I hear it's something else. Yeah. So. Um so that was our last guest of the night. Um, yeah, it was a good show tonight. Yeah, awesome show, man. Good I stuff. Do. Let's uh, talk about our our little all our sponsors and whatnot. You know, our, our partners, partners, <laughs> of course, Patreon guys. Like I said a couple weeks ago, I'm working on some stuff. I got some special stuff coming for our Patreon uh, patrons, the guys that help us out financially. You know, pr- that support the show. I got some special stuff coming for you guys. Um, Kirk Hunter with Extreme Colors is in the process of painting the helmet that we're going to be giving away. So be, be sure to... You guys be, better be glad we can't win that. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be sick. I, I like custom painted helmets, so I kind of want to keep it, but I won't. Um, yeah, man, so, uh, you know, we, we did the Amsoil giveaway tonight, so you guys check your... So- send us the pictures whatnot on social media, and uh, we'll, we'll tell you who won that thing probably in the next few days, maybe next week. And, uh, yeah, man, that's about it. So that's good stuff, man. Glad to be back in studio. It's been a few yeah, weeks. Good having you back. 
Um, I guess you won't be here next week, no, but TJ be. will be. I can be on the phone, but no, I'll be uh, en route to uh, the desert again. Back it's, out to the West Texas hellhole. What, of... what an awesome place that is. Yeah, <laughs> man. Are you taking your bike this time? No, because I'll, I'll be out working the whole time I'm there. Uh, I, I might, though, because on the way back, I might be able to catch it. Because that uh, West Texas MX Park is, is literally five minutes from well, That's what shop. you were saying. That's why I was wondering if you were going to take your bike. Well, I, had I known, had I remembered that that was there and known my hotel was going to be like right down the road from it, I would have taken my bike because I had ample opportunity while I was there that right. time to go riding. But I dropped the bomb and didn't do it. <laughs> but now I may end up, it, it, it won't hurt to sit in the van at the yard. So right on. I may just do that. All right, guys. So uh, that's show. a wrap for show 79. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you guys again next week. Thanks, guys.